0: You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Joshua Weiss. So Joshua, you're from Florida. I am Um, originally from Florida, yes, sir. Tell me a little bit about what you do professionally.
1: What I now currently do professionally is I I do two things mainly. I have a transportation business in which I take a lot of folks usually that are more well-to-do to to the airport. Uh, I'm close to Orlando Airport. So I'm on the coast, the East Coast, where there's uh, a lot of affluence. Anything that's beachside has some money. And these folks, uh, they have to get to Orlando Airport and they need a reliable person to take them. And so they may want a town car or an SUV or something to like that effect. So I take rich people to the airport.
0: That, do you do you experience any struggle in that? Because I mean, Uber kind of eliminates the whole taxi scenario. I know there's a big thing going on with taxis
1: and Uber. It does and it doesn't. It's a great question. I get asked that a thousand times. Uh, I started this company pre-Uber, about a year, year and a half before Uber and Lyft launched. Um, I can't quantify how much, they're screwing me because there's no way to quantify that. However, absolutely they take from the business and I've watched other people fall um, as a result. The difference is I Uber tends to be for shorter trips that people maximize it for. And it tends to be more prevalent in big, big, big cities. So I'm not in Orlando. I'm in a smaller area on the coast. So I deal with also a lot of seniors, 55-year-old CEOs, you know, retired people that were part of NASA and shit like that. And they don't use Ubers. worse.
0: Do you find that you get you know, the same clientele over and over again? They kind of rely on your business a little bit, a
1: kind of a trust or a friendship? It's both. And another good question. It's like having a, um, a maid or a housekeeper. You don't want to keep jumping through those. These are people that you're letting have access to your life, letting have access to your house and things like that. So that's a common business. You don't see high turnover in with people. Yes, my reliability is important. Um, if you think about, a seven o'clock flight from orlando <clears throat> you know what time i have to be at their door probably like four exactly you know what time i have to wake up <laughs> probably so, like two to get the car ready right So you, you understand so maybe a little not not quite that early but at the but at the end of the day reliability is king in this especially with these early morning calls they want to know you're going to fucking be there am i allowed to curse by the way yeah dude I don't give a shit All right, I, curse <laughs> a I, I curse a lot they want to know you're going to fucking be there. And that's the biggest complaint and relying on a taxi company that doesn't take it as seriously. See, I own it. It's mine. So I have to be there. Um, There's not much required me this job. I always make a joke. My requirements are be on time, get them there. Don't crash. (laughs) You know what I mean? It's not much to what you have to do here and provide a clean car. Conversation is important. I talk, I talk when they want to talk have good conversations. I've had plenty of political conversations. I've had people talk to me religiously and preach to me. I've talked about all sorts of shit. I've had some, I I won't say I've had a lot of crazy incidents because I'm not in a big, big city and I don't concentrate on taxi work anymore. I used to do taxi work. I don't like it in this area. It's not worth the money. You got to drive too far to take someone too short and it's not feasible. So I, I make a nice chunk with the tip for taking somebody an hour away just to give you an idea. Orlando's about an hour away from where we are 45 minutes to an hour depending. So I can tell you now, every ride, it's it's more than a hundred dollars charged. I can tell you that that's my Ric Flair. Uh, Dude, notification. So,
0: I figured, I mean, there's only one man in the world that has a, 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 I guess a noise that literally matches his face.
1: Woo. It's a Ric Flair. Uh, the fact that you're so young and you appreciate Ric Flair. I grew up on wrestling. We can talk about that if you want, but uh, I always knew world it was fake, order, but baby. I was obsessed with wrestling. And, uh, I know the business. I know a lot about wrestling. Ric Flair, man, God bless. What an entertainer for all the the bullshit and all that. This guy was a fucking entertainer. Wasn't that good of a wrestler?
0: My cousin's from California, and I swear he's met the most awesome people in his entire life, and he totally ignores that they're awesome. He used to be babysitted and eat dinner every night with Sam Elliott almost. I'm like, wait a (laughs) minute, hold on. The guy from the Silverado trucks, he just, he's like, yeah, and just walks away. I'm like, excuse me, Sam Elliott, sir. He's like, yeah, I also met Ric Flair in an airport one time. And I was like, what? <laughs> like, where are the pictures? He goes, I didn't take a picture with Ric Flair. Right. Not, not like,
1: starstruck. Uh, I have a whole thing on that when we talk about conspiracies, because Hollywood and a lot of these people, Sam Elliott, by the way, never mentioned in that. Neither is Ric Flair. So they're clear. Um, but Hollywood is part of, on a real quick side note, we don't have a royalty in this country. And we don't, we've now we're worshiping our politicians in a funny way more than we did before. But we have four groups that we worship musicians, movie stars, TV stars, and sports figures. It's changed a little bit now because of the internet. So you have your internet stars, reality TV stars, but I don't count them because the other four we've had for many, many, many years. So I don't wanna go off on a total tangent, but if you wanna discuss, why there's Illuminati, why these people are all tied in together, why there's a Hollywood Babylon, how it all started, how it all works, why it is a secret society. It's part of, it's our faults. It's idol worship because we don't idol idols. We idolize. That's one thing the Muslims got down. (laughs) I'm no fan. But one thing they got down is they're fucking devout to that man. They pray five times a fucking day for Christ's sakes. They're devout. But you know who we're devout to? The Kardashians. We're devout to the Odell Beckham. Damn it, you know what Josh,
0: I mean? you're bringing out this side of me. This is the one thing I, I was hoping to hit on, but I was going to ask one more question about the taxis yes,
1: or the, the limos. That other service. shit's boring. Yes, I drive a car and I drive
0: people, blah, blah, blah. Let's get, All right, we'll get down to the real. I just got one question. I'm also
1: make, a writer, by the way, uh, real fast. Go ahead, go ahead with your question.
0: Do you make it comfortable for these people when you're giving them a limited trip? Like, do you th- worry about more of the comfortability factor or the time factor? Obviously, time's a necessity, but don't you try and make it comfortable? Like, I, you gotta probably put some butterscotch candies in the cup holder for the elderly people.
1: <laughs> it's a nice touch. Um, I do buy Little Waters. I put the uh, the middle console, flip it down. It's got the two cup holders. I the little size, like this water here is the normal size, so it's that little little bowling ball kind of one. I give them water. Some people drink it, some people don't. I always offer to stop if they want to. Um, sometimes I, yeah, sometimes I give candy. Um, that's the extent of it. The, the key is you just drive a good speed and really have a good conversation, man. If you can talk to them, that fucking hour ends in fifteen minutes. And they're there, and they're so happy because an hour is a long time. And you're gonna get if you talk to someone, you're gonna get to learn some shit in an hour's time if they if they're chatty. If yeah, the quite. You know stories
0: you, know. you probably experience, man. It's the same reason why my buddy. He has a car, but he tends to take the bus everywhere because he just oh, prefers man. meeting people. Because he's like, Absolutely. dude, he goes, you never know. And you talk to that homeless guy on the bus, and he's like,
1: fucking millionaire or some shit. I'm like, dude, Abs- there's stories. Nuts everyone's got stories. So yeah, if you're, if you're interested in stories, public transportation is the way to go. I've gotten some good stories. I, I don't want to delve too much in this cause it's long, but one of my strangest fares and I'm going to shorten this as fast as I can. One of my strangest fares was a man called and he said, I need you to pick my wife up from jail. He's, and he was in satellite beach, which is a, is a richer area. And so I know he had money. She's like, why is your wife in jail? So he says, yeah, uh, you got to pick her up from jail. It didn't sound like some hood shit. And I don't pick many people up from jail. And um, I go and I get her and his arrangement was you're going to bring her back to town and I'm going to be waiting for you at at the Publix uh, shopping center and and I'm going to have a car waiting for her because I'm not allowed to deal with her, he said. And you're going to bring her to the car and she'll just go off with the kids and then you're going to take me home. He would hop into my car after we were done. He can't crisscross with her. All right. Uh, There's a restraining order or something. Exactly. Well, now I know why there's a restraining order. I couldn't put two and two together. I pick her up. She's like a little wave. She was small and thin, pretty lady, actually, and pretty well kept together, whatever. And she was a fucking basket case. And long story short, she was in jail over a domestic violence that he called the cops on her. And the reason he called the cops is because she threw cookie dough at him. I I repeat that. She threw cookie dough at him and she chased him around with a rolling pin like a 1950s, you know, uh, silent movie. And 1950s, that's probably pretty stupid. A 1920s silent movie. I think we had sound in the 50s. That- hey, we got color in 1940s. <laughs> fucking color. So anyways, that's so funny. But, uh, I smoke. But, um, so... I, <laughs> I love how you threw that in there i love how you it did happens, that it happens so i got 25 years of fucking crippy running through my blood freaking stoner but, science is the best science oh in my the god world, it's never man. done nothing in my head i am i i defy all people that think marijuana uh it dumbs you down it now happens.
0: see i don't smoke it but i'd have before and i know what it's like to be on it and i know that it obviously doesn't fit me but i understand where people are coming for people can get a lot of experience from medical benefits i have people that buy, that deal with people 100%. with parkinson's that deal with medical
1: Absolutely. marijuana and do all this type people of stuff that right. have cancer that need an appetite or whatever um look marijuana um, when when it got big just the. Talk about real quick When it got big Part of it was a trend thing uh, Dr. Dre put out the Chronic And rap music started to really push it So a lot of people started smoking Because it was just a trend And now it's just gone full blast With the legality and everything and, and now people are seeing That there's some benefits And we've been lied to for many years And because I'm like you And I'm a skeptic by nature with all this I just never believed the lie about marijuana I just never subscribed to the theory That this it's was something f- bad It's
0: the fucking scene from Pineapple Express Where they're smoking the thing And the guy starts making the Right make the trouble noise and then he started questioning the government and that's when they started making it that's where he was like we need to shut it down it's got to be illegal and then he Wait. like it's all that because it opens up your perspective your mind to what's going on around you whether it's being well, what- more cognizant of anything from
1: political stuff
0: to just our arguments that you're facing in your own life
1: what you may not even know and i discovered it took many years and it was through youtube god bless youtube for all their evilness and They're pieces of shit with what they're doing to control and navigate the the, the minds and discussions that everybody's going to have. But, um, and actually Google is responsible for YouTube doing it. But I saw a documentary where they discussed that you actually have cannabinoid receptors in your brain and that the cannabinoids in marijuana, the actual molecular bonds, like that whole fucking DNA structure bonds at like a 98% clip. So not only is it okay for you, it almost should be a requirement. That's what I took away because you not having this is a problem while they fucking pump you up with opioids. We've had an opioid crisis for long before they're talking about. Now I watched my mother die from that shit. My mother yeah. had a fucking medicine cabinet. Things were falling out all over the place. I'm East coast. So like shit and physical shit she dealt with. So I got a whole opinion on big pharma because I, I know what big pharma has done to my own mother. I, i'm i'm east coast so I, I
0: i i've i've seen opioid addiction take away all so much of my town so much people so many bad. people i've friends I've loved, family I've loved. And, and just, just here in Maryland, like, I mean, I went to school for chemical dependency, I ended up changing my route because I was like, I'm not I'm not awkward where most people are awkward around drug addicts or these types of things. You know, I've had AA people in my life. I've had people that have dealt with this struggle or still dealing with it. I've had people that, you know, smoke marijuana on an everyday basis, feel like they can't survive without it. Right. And I've had set minds to everything. And when I started podcasting and talking to more and more people, I've seen people where they say marijuana is a gateway drug, where their life turns to alcohol. Well, th- actually, I didn't think that either until I talked to this one guy, one of my podcasts, um, Colin Goddard. He actually needs it, um, and it actually led him into trying harder drugs. He developed such a tolerance it Can to happen. It. Let me,
1: let me interject. You're right. It, it, why is it, why? So how do they even fool people? That was a gateway drug because on the drug ladder, it's the lowest. If you're not counting alcohol and cigarettes. And by the way, people that call marijuana gateway drug do not count those two things. If you're going to eliminate cigarettes and alcohol, yes, it's the gateway because it's the lightest of what we call drugs. If you want to call it a drug. So hundred percent in that regard, yeah, you may try some harder shit, why? Because the motherfuckers that you hang around with that smoked pot or that you buy that pot from might be doing some other shit. And that's really how it happens. So the gateway is almost who are your friends? It's who the good. fucking, who knows the dealer? <laughs> you know what
0: I mean? Just that everything is a fucking gateway, dude. Everything leads into something right. else, depending on what who that person is. If, you know, if I'm going to do, if I'm mm-hmm. going to smoke pot and then I'm going to end up going into cocaine, I was most likely going to go into cocaine anyway. That was already in it the mindset.
1: You were going to eventually
0: try coke. Yeah. Exactly. So if you have or a LSD. marijuana or mushrooms. There's people that experience that for spiritual reasons. I, I, the only reason I would ever try LSD or Salvia or DMT or something like that, DMT mostly because Joe Rogan. But yeah. the, the whole aspect is it has a, a another perception, another experience of this thing we call reality. Why is it that kids are so obsessed with playing with video games nowadays? Because they're escaping from reality. It's becoming more of an influence in society mm-hmm. today in a world we do not want
1: to all live here in. We're but in I, trouble. Yeah, we're not. I just had this conversation with somebody, too. You're absolutely right. And uh, it's going to get worse. I'm going to tell you why Um, we haven't talked about augmented reality or virtual reality when it's going to get really good. Okay, so you're right. Everyone's diving in these video games and getting immersed in them. What's going to happen when you put those fucking goggles on and you get to go into a harem of 20 hot chicks that you get to bang? Cause that's going to be a thing. That's that's already a thing, dude. It's already a thing. You're right. But I'm talking on a mass level where it's going to get really sophisticated where you will be immersed, but you're right. Porn is always going to be at the forefront of this shit. Now, secondly, or you're going to be in real warfare battle. You're going to be able to do Fortnite for real. OK, and really kill these motherfuckers instead of just looking at it on a screen, you're going to be immersed in it. And guess what? No one's going to want to come out of it or you're going to get to immerse in another Sims or second life, which, by the way, those are the precursors to all this shit. You, you meet people like I'm really in a second life. Why, man? Go see a psychiatrist. You hate your life so much that you have to be a fictional fucking character gnome. You know, you have to be a gay, rainbow-headed gnome in your second life and meet other weird people who don't like their lives, but they get to hide under a facade of an avatar of a of an emoji of a me. That's so, fucking nuts. No one wants to be Jim from
0: accounting. Nobody wants no. to be that guy. If you if you don't want your own life like that, then you can change it. You have a choice. We're all Absolutely. we're all easily at fault for doing that. And that's not that's not us. That's the world today. We're built on a shitty foundation.
1: (laughs) Do you know how much money is spent on virtual goods? Skins, virtual violin. Do you know how much money you talk about starving people? Mexicans coming over the wall, Africa, whatever. Americans should be ashamed of themselves. I'm at fault for this. I'm going to give you two figures that you could shit yourself, that this money could go to needy people. Just say it. Just do it to me. The amount of money spent on skins and virtual shit that you need on your figures. That's number one. It's in the billions. I don't know the exact number, but I know it's over a billion. So you should shit yourself. Number two, the amount of unclaimed money on fucking gift cards around Christmas time. They tally it up in January, February. It's in the billions. They don't want to go to Olive Garden, so they fucking throw it away or never use it. No one claims it. They don't even give it to their fucking cousin or a homeless person or wherever. You can go on eBay and sell that $40 card for fucking $35, you stupid asshole. But no one does it.
0: I have my fault for doing this, too, because I have a game on my phone called Dragon City. And I swear to God, <laughs> once you haven't slept in three days, you've been doing nothing but work, school and podcast. And let me tell you, you will spend $15 on some fucking gems for your dragon to hit the next level. Damn. I will spend 15 Are bucks guilty. to improve my life, God bless you. but I won't spend fifty fifteen 15 bucks to go feed Matumbe in Africa.
1: No, and and, and I'm not saying (laughs) to Kimbe Matumbe, he was a center in the NBA. Um, No, and I'm not saying you have to. I'm talking about those righteous social justice warriors, the virtuous, you know, those online uh, people that they everything's a hashtag. You know what I mean? All these SJWs just it's just interesting that we have this pool of money in two different areas in the billions and everyone else fucking be damned man we are a fucking funny society and it's still the best society in the world for all the faults for all the shit i gotta tell you one thing about me i am a repented liberal so really quick i was born in south florida fort Lauderdale, miami that's liberal i have my family's from new york city brooklyn i've lived there that's liberal manhattan that's liberal All I know is big city life and liberalism. I come from a broken home. So there was no conservative values. My parents split at five years old. My daddy was a drunk and a wife beater. Okay. And so when you have that sort of home situation, you grow up in liberal shit because there's no guidance. So I'm a repented liberal. I also worked in the strip club business. So one of my jobs was that I played music for whores. I say that lightly. I'm making a joke.
0: Wait, 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 wait. Did you? (laughs) Do your awesome DJ voice in front when the strippers will get on stage.
1: Well, you have, it's a requirement. I didn't like to do it. I worked at a club that was in a very Spanish area. I don't, I know a little bit of Spanish, but I didn't have to do it on the mic, but sometimes you got to let her know guys here coming up the stage. It's going to be Holly. You guys are going to make her holly. Get out your dollars and spend some money. VIP room is open. Gentlemen, you know what to do. These ladies are not working for free. If you want to see some titties, get out that money something stupid like that esmeralda dancing in the cold to feed her 26 children at home <laughs> i can tell you now she looks like shit in the dark but don't worry when you get her in vip it's even worse when you get downstairs don't go down on these girls gentlemen they are not as clean as you think
0: don't you wish that the people that would broadcast or do something like that would actually be real with what they're saying
1: there's actually a thing on youtube where it's like movie trailers for real and things for real i mean they made a whole thing out of what you just said you know that that's a thing right like translating for what it really is i do now yeah that's actually like a genre where people make and movie trailers is a big one if if it were real and yeah you got to check that out it's some of it's very witty uh smart people make them funny and dumb people make dumb ones
0: do you think if people were just more honest there'd just be a better like understanding and less hatred or
1: like feedback when something political or something major happens that's a good question i I can't say yes 100 percent because part of why people lie is they want to spare people's feelings so yeah but i
0: feel like you sparing people's feelings. If someone told me, Hey, like, let's take the area 51 raid, for example. Okay. Let's go there. Now, If we go and talk about that, why don't we just say all these people that are going and trying to go into this place just to find the truth about aliens? Everybody's kind of sick and tired of being fed bullshit. It's a fact that every 20 years, all confidentiality things that were supposed to be released in the 1795 Rockefeller Act Commission were all the secrets that government was supposed to do, any any anything secret was supposed to come out, information, it's supposed to be Freedom of Information Act, basically. Now listen to this. Why is it 20 years? after that project is long and gone and that those people are dead is so no one gets exposed why don't we just be honest if area 51 straight up said to all these people that were going to run up to their thing hey doors open so everybody can go in and see what the hell they have for themselves i guarantee you don't
1: they right there's something to hide
0: yeah but the fact they're not doing that they're showing that they're hiding something it's going to make people even more curious to chase after it if all they did was say hey give me 10 bucks go right in See for yourself, and they're like, "Why are you going to let we me do it?" Know what we saw? Exactly. It's like the whole thing. It's like we don't prote- trust you. They're they're trying to protect us, but when you're trying to do that, it's the same thing when you tell a kid, like, "Hey, you know, don't go past the fence. Don't go." Next thing you know, bam, he's past Absolutely. the fence because you're Absolutely. telling you're restricting somebody Absolutely. and you're restricting our information. If someone just told me, "Hey, come into Area Fifty-One uh, with- for ten dollars, and you know you can see all you want," I you- go in there. I- Am I a believer in aliens? Yeah, in UFOs. I, I think there's some crazy shit out there. I really wish someone I would let I lean on know. the
1: believing side, personally.
0: I like to think that everyone is a believer only because we have a true true meaning for belief when we lack a world that is pushing down creativity, which I believe is what we all do in society today. It seems like everybody is voicing their opinion to put someone down. Oh, you want to start a business? Well, let me tell you how many businesses fail. How about you give me the fucking number of the people that actually make it out there so I can actually do
1: something with my human flaw. Uh, You hit on something interesting. Uh, By the way, have you ever heard of crabs in a barrel? I have not I've eaten crabs out of a bag before, but not out of a bag. Okay, and you once gave crabs to uh, Cindy, your ex-girlfriend, but no. I'm Her name gonna... was Cinnamon, and she worked at a popular gentleman established. <laughs> cinnamon. I had dancer's name. That's a definite dancer name. Funny dancer side note. What, what were we talking about, by the way? Area 51 are and mysteries 51.
0: being a, a peculiar thing, and people yeah, okay. push
1: down. Um, I'm not even going to go to the mitten story. Area 51, because I'm, I'm going to get totally sidetracked and forget. Uh, I like strippers. We can get into all that, even though I've never been to a strip club. Yeah, I'll teach you. I'll teach you some things so you can have an edge. You got to go in with an edge. You can't go in like um uh a clown because you will get taken advantage of. Her, don't you or not have to be amateur. a baller
0: too. You have to throw like
1: stacks to grab the win. No, no. First of all, as long as you know it's all fake. No, throwing stacks is what looks good when people are filming you. It's not getting a girl and having a good time with a girl. No, you don't have to throw stacks. Now you do have to have money, uh, because she's gonna go to where someone else has money. But uh, we'll get to cinnamon in a second. She's a sweet girl. Um. And she's got seventeen tattoos, so you'll be able to explore all over and and mother of three, though (laughs) mother of three, aborted five. Um, (laughs) It's a fact. I I, again, I did this in Miami and Hialeah. It's a fucking. It was a hood rat joint, and I actually have very strong opinions about abortion as well. But they're so fucked up because. I'm, gonna, I, I'm in the school of thought that some people are just better off not being alive. So if you can connect all the dots, it's kind of eugenicist. but well, that's, that's you know, Sarah but,
0: Silverman's whole thing. Her, her well, it's thing a Hitlerian she,
1: thing, which is well, odd because she's Jewish.
0: Well, Sarah Silverman was like, I don't want to have kids because I don't want to spread my gene anymore because she thinks she's just better as a work. She started off as a working class woman, but she never saw her mind as being fully capable of handling her
1: own problems. M- might as well and, and not pass so. it on. She's just an immature t- type of person. Her comedy was always immature. She would kind of be dumb and do her thing. But um, at the end of the day, oh, my God, we're going in so many tangents here. Let's go this back to what the podcast. This, this is one. what the podcast yeah. is. It um, all leads back, back to holes, aliens. Jeffrey bro. Epstein rabbit holes.
0: Alex um, Jones, the frogs, man. The frogs. you are in the freaking frogs game. Fucking
1: frogs game.
0: All right, dude. Alex Jones has... It exposed me to so much real true shit out there when I went onto the CIA website and it turns out all everything you want to fucking
1: know I is mean, how on do you the CIA. Alex Jones on frogs when fucking so many other things he says are true. And not only that, and I always get into arguments with people, like Alex Jones, I'll say, Go look at his guest list. If you really want to know if Alex Jones is legit or not, how about the fact that Dan Bongino was on there? How about the fact that uh, Donald Trump was on there? who became president. How about the fact that Roger Stone aligned with him? Roger Stone is a fucking somebody. It's the how fact. About that- William Binney, who was like a, a high, high-ranking fucking DIA? You know what I mean? Like William Binney's no joke. For people you know, listening, oh, Snowden shit. This guy's had in very important people on. Uh, so you know, destroyed
0: well, for, for people listening out there, this is now where we get into the real, true, I guess, conversation here because uh, he is a broadcaster for a political website, um, or actually, yes, so. a political podcast. So this is this is the fun stuff right here. This is the real, true shit. A lot of it that a lot of people are kind of closed off to. So with Alex Jones, he Alex exposed. Jones. He exposed me to Operation Paperclip. He. Supposed me to freaking the the men who stare at goats movie I thought was fucking awesome. Find out ten years later it's all true shit that happened not even twenty minutes away from where I live, and then I'm that? here. I'm hearing all these types of things. And I'm like, if you just take the one podcast he did with Joe Rogan, if you're a Joe Rogan fan like I am, you you take that. It's a three-hour podcast. Take everything, stop it every 10 minutes, and look up everything he's saying. And I swear you will
1: be open to a whole realm of shit that you didn't know the government was doing. Let me clue you in because I was listening to Alex Jones when you might have been swimming in your daddy's balls um, because you're that young. Alex Jones came up from nothing just understand he literally was doing what you and me are doing he did it on cable access TV he was a ranting raving lunatic talking truth and the only place you could do it was on cable access TV pre internet okay this guy's a fucking maverick this guy was doing it on his own fucking dime putting himself out there he was getting threatened he was getting bullied by people like because he was the only one you got all sorts of motherfuckers talking shit now. This guy put it all on the fucking line. And by the way, turned it into a million dollar business, which is the American fucking way. So fuck everybody on that. Now, that's number one. Um, he got too big. I watched this guy starting to get bigger and bigger and bigger. And then when me- real mainstream media was, uh, was talking about him, I'm like, whoa, this guy's days are numbered. I don't know how Jones is fucking alive, but instead of killing him, They destroyed him. They got his wife on TV. He was divorced. And then they found Sandy Hook. So I'm just zipping ahead on some things. They took this guy down with Sandy Hook. Whether whether you believe Sandy Hook or not, dude, I just podcasted about
0: crisis actors, and there was a dude on there that was insane. There a Hook, real dude. thing? That was yeah, that's a
1: real fucking thing. The real was, thing. They're on was, fucking IMDb, Robbie. They they have a fucking was, resume. Dude, yes,
0: Wesley of Snipes has a resume. Yeah, they were literally they're hired actors that were that are meant for training uh for government scenarios. Too, like dealing with CIA riots shit. and
1: stuff. Like when you're talking about all these things you learned. Okay, so do you know why they do this shit? Okay, first of all, it has to do with control. Secondly, they also have endless budgets. So they can do anything they want because they have money to do whatever they want. So LSD was a project. Why we have acid to this day. Timothy Leary was a project. Um, I try and explain to people because 9-11 was a big watershed moment for me. But what I try to tell people when I try to convince them that conspiracy theories are real and how they try to vilify that term to make them sound crazy. Here's how you know they're real. There's one incident that happened many years ago. Not that long ago. There was one incident where they blew a president's head off in broad daylight. Okay. In broad daylight, they blew the most popular fucking president of that day. John F. Kennedy.
0: Yeah, I know his head off
1: in daylight, right? Hey, listen, listen, If they'll do that. They'll do anything. Do you understand that? I mean, just let that sink in for a second. Let me, let me, let me me level with you.
0: 9-11, whatever. Let me level with you. Ready? I'm 21 years old but I guarantee to you I'm smarter and more open to everything that's going on around me than most 21 year olds. Now I've actually podcasted on the JFK assassination him them changing his route, doing all that shit. Cause he said it was what a faster way to his meeting. Okay. Well, why did it fucking line up perfectly where there was a do with a sniper rifle or multiple shooters, depending on what you believe. And the whole fact that he couldn't bend down because he prior before that was having the government set up doctor's appointments where he had to wear a back brace the whole reason why in the video he stood up like this and he you see him try and go like this and he can't go down is because he has a back brace that's fucking holding him up keeping him suspended i dude all right so what you do need to know about my podcast out of the blank it's conversation but i do another one called fill in the blank i print out fucking topics my i ask people that have been on my podcast Tell me something you're interested in. My one buddy goes, Victorian surgery. I'm like, what? So I go, okay. I started looking up everything about Victorian surgery. My one buddy's right. like, government conspiracies. And he like, looked at me with a joking smile. I was like, come back in a week. Came back at a fucking stack of articles. I started going through them and then I dug shortage of shit. I dug deep in the rabbit hole, project
1: diversion, project all this shit no, the government you can't did. Even begin, you, it's, you, you're going to drive yourself mad. Like I mean, Alex I Jones. I don't want to get – well, Alex Jones has gone off the deep end, but Alex Jones has had his, his fortune he's, threatened, his life threatened, and his freedom threatened. He's um, got
0: too much of the secret shit in his brain is the problem. And the reason – it's not even secret shit. The government has it on their website, but no one – they're not they're – not like, they're not politically going out saying, hey, or publicly going out saying, hey, it's all here for you to read. No, they're like, find it yourself, motherfucker. You really want to know. There it is on the thing. And understand. then half
1: the articles are blanked out. You understand why it's called infowars? Info because there's a war for information. It's a war on for your mind. Hillary Clinton qu- quotes that in front of some fucking Senate committee when they're talking about the Clintons, because that's when the internet got big under them. Like they're like, "Fuck, man, the genie's out of the bottle." People can get informed of our shit and share their ideas. They're not happy this happened, even though they created it. They they didn't realize there was going to be blowback to that. You know, the, the internet in itself is a CIA-created situation. Uh, Facebook is in line with that. Amazon helped in line with that. They jumped on afterwards, but uh, Google and Facebook are in line with that. They've got money from the company and I don't want to look it up and maybe you can, but there's a shell, there's a company that Alphabet, Google, Owns for all their um, that they do a lot of work with with the CIA and, and I'm trying to think the CIA has a shell corporation another company that they do like legitimate business with but it's not called the CIA it's like called Quantum or something with a Q and, it, and the name escapes me do your research on that find out the name of that CIA company and they help start all of this and just so you know and Alex Jones was talking about it this is aldous Huxley this is George Orwell we're way past 1984 everything is spied on it, this is all part of control. So if you just give me a minute here, let me, and you may know all this. So I don't know. And maybe your listeners need to hear this way. And I like just to teach you something in case you didn't know.
0: Well, a lot of what Google does is also known as information programming, where they actually take bits and pieces of your information from whatever you search up, which gets sent to a database and gets saved. Uh-huh. But that's a part of the reason why nowadays in your phone, you'll be talking about something. Uh, you right. talk about the government listening into your conversation. They, when you're talking about something, the next thing you know, you get an advertisement for that Absolutely. same thing on your phone. You can't tell me that. Well, how
1: do you, How does Siri get activated? It's got to listen to you all the time. How does Alexa exactly. get activated? They listen. used
0: Alexa in a freaking court case because apparently she records everything you says and then sends it. Oh, yeah, yeah. They'll get you agents. for murder now on a fucking it's, Alexa. Oh, it's, all, it's all part of the Defense Advanced Research Project. Well, here's it's
1: the DARPA, thing. DARPA, man. They've always wanted – it's all DARPA, absolutely. Look, all societies, all ruling governments from throughout time are all about control, right? At the end of the day, a government and all these people are elected to control the people. Okay, they're not representative of you. They're there to control you. So understand that. So here in the United States specifically, let's talk about control. How do they control you? Well, there's certain ways that they can do that. What we're starting to see now with technology and the internet is get rid of books. You have to look at it on a reader. You have to download it. Get rid of tangible music. We'll decide the music you're going to have to do these things. Uh, uh, they're getting uh, get rid of movies. Everything's streaming. So now tangible things are going to be gone. And it's a phasing out. They're eventually going to get you out of your car. You will either be in an automated car or some sort of people mover. You will not be in your car. We're going to make sure of that. So we're going to get rid of cars. We're already moving to getting rid of cash. So it started with debit cards and credit cards. And then eventually, which was part of Behold a Pale Horse, it's a uh, silent weapons for quiet wars was to dole everybody out on credit. Another scam and scheme by the government. This whole thing is part of a scheme and get you on that because then what also with credit, my friend, they can see everything you did. You have a record of every charge. They can subpoena what you bought, where you bought it, what time, all this. I always make a joke with people. Let this sink in. You can go to Burger King and use your debit card and buy yourself a a cheeseburger minus the pickles heavy on the mayo and ketchup, right? And you will get an itemized printout of the date, the time, the location, the phone number, the order, what was minus, what wasn't, website, a whole fucking dossier on your order, right? But when you go and vote, In 2020, you get fucking nothing. You get nothing that proves that. So I, the most important thing you can do is your exercise your right to vote, maybe other than raising children. But the most important thing is a citizen is to vote. And you don't even get a recorded fucking written receipt but you can get one for a fucking dollar burger. Let that sink in.
0: You know that's ridiculous. The fact that the government is doing so much to tra- track your digital footprint. I mean, being able to monetize you and trying to freaking corporize everything. So much value, dude, and is it's a- it, it all comes from the stupid fucking unclassified briefing for scientists. That freaking what is it? Birds of a feather thing. That the intelligence. I'm not co- I don't think. it's a birds of a feather. It's from the intelligence committee. It's like a massive. Digital data systems that like took place at, I think the Fairmont Hotel. I don't know if it's in San San Jose, but mm-hmm. in like 1995 or something. I might have to check that. But um, it was tracking your digital f- like fingerprints, dude. Like with all this information that's being opened globally on this giant network at the World Wide Web that. There was so much information requests from humans, I mean, from all of us that could be sorted and put into different categories, putting people in different communities and groups that the government could make it easier to track you okay you see facebook groups you in certain ways okay they group you depending on like the friends you meet oh mutual friends suggestions these types of things Mm -hmm. they suggest you to an outlet the government uses that to track you as well with what you're interested in if you start following a bunch of political um like conspiracy type shit theory you gotta think the government starts looking at you a little bit more closely like is this there's
1: all these keywords so what hashtags are And how they can be used against you is all these hashtags become searchable, clickable things that they can do to group you and find you. If you've ever, if you ever, have you seen the um, Snowden movie? You have to see this. There's an amazing part where they show you, and I forget the name of the computer system, but like, they'll just pull you up. So Robbie Robertson gets pulled up a whole thing. It has, and it's like a Facebook page, but on fucking steroids. And it'll have all your friends, all your family, all clickable. And it's, it's your, it's your medical records. It's your driver's license stuff. It's your voting record. It's your library card. It's, they have it all in one database. And this will be the mark of the beast, too, because eventually they're going to force people to have this on their body. So they'll scan you and be able to read that mobily. Hello. <laughs> you got to understand the problem with all this is technology. This is what's allowing all this. I always give people a little quiz. In the game of the cops and oh, what happened here? I lost you. No, I'm still here. I just switched okay. over because I'm looking at the internet right now. Yes, sir. Making so sure I can get a little bit of The game of cops and robbers going back in the day of crime. You, you know how they got people? They caught people with crime. The only way they can do it. The only way they can do it was catching you red-handed. I mean, right at the end of the day, that's the only way you got caught. And nowadays, they don't need to catch you red-handed. But before... The, do you, there was a technological advancement, and my my computers telling me this thing is full, so I want to save this uh, onto my disc here so I can record some more. But um, what's crazy is there was one, let's see, I'm going to give you a little quiz. There was one technological advancement that changed the entire, entire police game that allowed them to put people away in a way they never, ever did before. Do you know what it was? Now you're talking about the the Surveillance Act? No, I'm talking even before that. I'm saying in terms of technology, scratch your brain and think like the 20s, the 30s, the bank robbers, whatever, the 40s, the 50s, as crime developed, what was the main technological breakthrough that allowed them to make cases and put people away like they never could before? And it was completely a technological advancement that allowed them to do this. Fingerprint scanners?
0: Close, but it's before that. The I, I I guess iding right or would that be wire? Oh shit! Yeah, wire, dude. Yes, this. the little automated recording. How many times do you played record? Have- How many times do you them. wish you could pull out your phone in the middle of a conversation with somebody and you reference it later because they said something and they're like, "I never said that thing." Uh, yeah, you did. It's right here. Guess
1: what? What you just explained will blow your mind on Netflix. There's a show called Black Mirror. And the first, 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 first episode is about exactly what you said. And you're going to have a chip in your head and through your eyes, which you could then put on a wall. You can go back in time and recreate and show everybody everything this is, you just did. This like, is where
0: I have a problem with technology. <laughs> well,
1: yeah. you just said it was in no. a fucking show, which this will eventually is, be true. This is
0: – no, it's too – no. Amish lifestyle, please. I will take that over the world <laughs> of technology advancing. I love technology, okay? I it's could good, not you imagine – I could not imagine what my life would be like without having Instagram or something. I mean, I obviously lived it before, but now that it's there and I'm open to it and I don't know what it is like it to not have you it have there when I wake
1: up. Yeah, You're but, young.
0: Yeah. Well, the whole thing is it's not only this, but it's a connectivity source. Now I do try and limit sure. myself when I use my phone. I do try and leave it inside the, car when I go to the grocery store, because I don't believe I need to be on it 24-7. I do try and take breaks from it, make sure I kind of monetize my time under a couple hours. But it's a relying thing. We all rely on it now. I mean, hell, even my grandma, who I swear didn't know anything about maybe even flicking on a light switch, was is now so dived into her iPad, it's ridiculous, she's poking me on Facebook. I'm like, what is a poke huh. on Facebook? And I'm sitting here, watching it adapt to an older society, which I think is awesome. I mean, it's, hey, it's able to connect me and you together and get this conversation. But sure. the whole fact is, it's turning into something different. Like the whole idea with the Patriot Act. 45 days after 9-11 happened, they passed the Patriot Act, dude and it's all about more government security. We need to do more justification, more security, more protection. It's not turning into that anymore it's turning into daddy's daddy's camera daddy's watch daddy's eye you know everybody's looking like a snitch or looking it's like some type of little
1: over you like you said so they have cameras everywhere now you put a facebook portal in your home they got that they, the, there's cameras every time you go through a toll now it takes a picture of your license all the highways have cameras on them there's no alibi for anything you understand it's all changed technology they got the drop on you because they want the drop on you see it's not the what my friend It's the why the sinister part is why must they be doing this? Because it's for fucking control. We want to see everything so we can make judgments about everything. They want to be able to make judgments. I mean, you have to ask yourself, well, why are they doing this? And then ask again, like you're a little kid. Well, why? Well, why? Well, why? Well, there's real whys to all this shit. So it's about knowing and getting the drop on you. That's the street term. I got the drop on these motherfuckers and that's what they want. So they now know everything you do in every capacity and it's going to get worse. Have you
0: looked, I mean, like, dude, all right, I, I got a great example right here. Okay. My, my, one of my best friends, he, his whole house I have seen in the past two years, turn into the most technologically advanced house I've ever seen. Only because I live kind of in the stone age. Okay. I prefer to get up and hit the light switch. Okay. If I'm going to, I'm in Maryland. Okay. So, so go ahead. now I get up, I hit the light switch. I prefer that. My buddy, he can just go, Alexa, lights on. Now, when I walk into his house, Alexa greets me at the door because it's hooked up through his doorbell and everything like that. Then at one point, Alexa is going to start controlling the toilet, dude. Uh-uh, not happening. If Alexa can't wipe my ass, she's not flushing my shit down the toilet, dude. I'm sorry, it's it's what it the comes to the whole aspect. I I've talked to my cousin who's into genetic programming and developing these types of things to create artificial life and all these types of recreations that I think is amazing. I think that's awesome that we can bring back mammoths now. I think we can also use that genetic material to create clones. I think that's cool. I can tell you what's scary though. When I watched the most recent Joe Rogan podcast where it had a there was a ghost that used or not a ghost. Um, a robot like Sophia, the one that just got citizenship rights in um, uh-huh. Saudi Arabia, it, just like the women there can drive now. Well, now this robot now has I rights. I saw
1: Sophia was granted citizenship. First if robot you ever.
0: watch the first five minutes of this Joe Rogan podcast, that's as far as I've ever been able to listen into a Joe Rogan podcast because I can't watch it. It's too fucking scary. It's too real to me. Because they use a skin of a sex doll, like lifelike sex doll company, how realistic that stuff's becoming, and they use the technology of a robot, wow. and they made this replica of a comedian named Whitney Cummings using her comedy special. I it heard is about It's the this. scariest fucking thing I have ever seen in my entire life, only because it leads to the whole movies I was so in love with when I was a kid, and made me think even greater of the great governor of California. But the whole idea... Yes. terminator dude skynet Real. we have a oh we God. have a center Skyward. we have a center for existential risk do you know what existential risk is that is a a point where technology is going to be so advanced it's going to control the humankind race it is we, going yeah, it's gonna, going off
1: on a whole bigger problem than just technology you're right keep going i feel strongly about what you're saying this ce- it's called it's called the center for existential risk and what it is is is
0: literally a government it's a cia funded project it is a base of people that every single thing that is getting going to happen going to be developed anything that has any monetized or any even foot in the door to becoming something is being watched when it comes to technology the next iphone the prototype it get looked it gets looked at very heavily to see where the down effects would it be. Is this going to control? Is this going to be a hive mind? There has only been one supercomputer. Actually, it was two supercomputers developed. And that was in around the 1970s or 80s. Um, two supercomputers that were able to have cognizant like recognize, like be able to have their own kind of thinking and development right. based on algorithms and these types of things that they were kind of a little bit structured of off. Of. Just, just yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, these things after a while stopped talking really English and started communicating on their own frequency I heard secretly. About this. That we started picking it we up. Had to shut it down immediately. We shut it down and we never turned it back on. We never even dive back into that rabbit hole. And now we're starting to dig it back up again. Starting to realize maybe we could start doing AI a little bit better. Stop right there. If you're creating artificial life or you're creating an AI system or robotic programming or whatever to, to I don't know, function like a normal person would, you're, you've already overlooked the biggest problem we are facing today. And that's what's wrong with people. Why the hell do you need to create a buddy? Why don't you go talk to somebody? Why don't you take an hour, take two hours, take three hours to dive into a conversation about government shit or whatever the hell you guys are interested in and find out what's really going on with the world? I can tell you, it's because every day people are peeing pieces of shit to each other. Nobody is giving a shit about anybody anymore. Everyone's worried about the bigger, bigger problem. And no one's even looking at the problem that's in front of us. And that's the fact is that we're all suffering right now. We are all suffering. We're all hurt people. Okay? when I start talking about government stuff and people are like, oh my God, he's getting political. Oh my God, he's getting religious. It's like, I'm not religious at all. I'm not political at all, but I know what's going on around me and I'm aware. Now, do I go and shove it into everybody's face? Like you need to know this, you're being uninfluenced. I don't do that at all. You know, the reason why I don't do that is because I'm interested in it, doesn't mean you're going to be interested. If you wanna be closed off, good for you, but I would like to be open. And the fact that someone could say they're a conspiracy theorist or they're some type of conspiracy nut that's just going off on these tangents, it's not true. Because if you take five seconds to learn what that person is actually saying, take Alex Jones, for example, much like how I'm doing right now, where me and you keep going on these rants and stuff that we get so passionate about because real shit no one's looking at. The whole idea, there, we're, it's a river of information flowing around us exactly what Alex Jones said. And I can relate to it. It's a river of information flowing around us, everything going every which way that is so much for your brain to handle. You don't know which one to go into. So he's trying to go on about one thing, Joe Rogan's trying to stop him to talk about it. And he goes off on a whole other thing. His mind's literally processing so much and he knows so much information that he can't just keep it to one thing because every rabbit hole leads to another fucking project. Leads to a lover hole. Leads to a leather hole. Leads to another hole. It's
1: all Jones. One of his problems is because he gets so emotional and this is one of the ways they also discounted him was he's not the best deliverer of the message. I always thought if Alex Jones met me, he put me on his show immediately because not only do we think in line so linear, um, I speak better than him. And I get, I can get riled up, man. I got a fucking temper like anybody. I'm like Alex Jones. I feel this shit. I feel this shit. I'm angry. Um, I see what's going on. I don't like knowing that because I'm a white male that I'm the fucking enemy now. I've, I was born Jewish. I already know what persecution was like. I already know what coming from a element. broken home was like. Yeah, thank you. I wasn't raised Jewish, but I was born it. I'm white trash. But, um, to be now the enemy, to just watch these things changing, like you said, but um, it's just so crazy. I want to touch on something you said about the AI and go back to the sex robots, because that's actually a big topic that I like to talk about and I read about. Um, the sex robots are coming. If you've ever seen real dolls, that was the first foray into the Silicon lifeless, just sitting there. You could fuck her doll. And they're about $1,000, maybe up to two 3000 That's what they made the robot on the Joe Rogan when I was talking about. It was they're really- all from Real Doll, So that's the number one company making these. Now, there's a lot of, a lot of other companies now doing this because this is a money, money game. It's funny that the Me Too movement isn't realizing what's going to happen. I find this fucking ironic as fuck. The Me Too movement doesn't even realize that they're going to create a situation where men are so afraid to either be considered a rapist, uh, don't want to hear the shit, whatever, They're going to fuck a robot instead. And we're five years away from it becoming like routine. And we're 10 years away where they will be in brothels and it will be a girlfriend and she can walk and talk. Mark my fucking words. I'm sure we're going to talk again because this is going so well, but these things are not only going to not go away, they're going to get better and better and better. And it's going to be a mate like a Sophia with a citizenship. You can't hurt her. You can't beat her up. That's going to be, it's not a person but it's going to have the same rights as a person. If you can fuck her, you can't beat her up. They're going to have male ones too. It's going to be dominated by females. They're going to be in Asia. They're going to be in the United States. They're going to be in Russia. They're going to be in Europe. Everybody wants them. Okay, this is not just an America thing. Trust me when I tell you, you're going to be fucking robots. You may have to take out a little loan if you want one. It might be 20 grand. If you don't got 20 grand, they're going to finance them. They're already online working on it, like you said. It is coming. And the Whitney Cummings thing, which I saw was big news because it's a celebrity put to it. You're going to be able to fuck celebrities because if you want a Scarlett Johansson doll, you can order one at least into the future that leads, into, to the Futura- that leads into
0: the futurama episode you're taking somebody's image image and using it you know the whole thing where they had the robots that mm-hmm. had like a you could download a digital like appearance or something like a skin like buying that online that's going to be a thing one oh, day you're going to go to the app store and download a holly berry freaking skin which i would be at fault for and putting it on a sex robot Absolutely. and next thing you know you're able to bang holly berry how long until holly berry starts going i don't like all these people using my image in this way she's not going to see that as flattering she's going to see that disgusting
1: which skin would you order that you would be most ashamed anyone would know oh shit (laughs) b arthur Mm. (laughs) i don't know i don't know know, is there one what would
0: would your answer be
1: i i you'll betty louie anderson louie anderson as uh the mother in baskets have you seen that show
0: (laughs) I would be like, yeah yeah i oh would probably choose Jeff, jennifer aniston but i wouldn't be embarrassed about saying no, that not. but i yeah. wouldn't want anybody to see what has because i mean after a while that digital copy is skin you probably have to refresh it or something because it would be like but, fucking well, we we're talking about a whole stain
1: upon stain yeah right you stain my virtual skin um yeah that's coming by the way and these the me too movement's gonna gonna realize holy shit guys don't even want to be with humans anymore that's pretty fucking nutty
0: i think that it's weird that we looked at like let's say the bill cosby scandal and everyone's like it's possibly smart. he's the comedy grandfather i'm like you're looking at him as a celebrity that's not a person that doesn't have a dark side that doesn't everyone's got one everyone's got a weird kink everyone's got a freak
1: yeah, why do you fall for that that's Cliff Huxtable? All right, so I, ha- I got to give you another great story. You're going to love this. This is the stupidity of the public. And this is probably all around the world. I'm sure they do this. But here, the American public, how stupid they are. So they fall for the Cliff Huxtable thing. Like, there ain't no way he's drugging and fucking these chicks. He's a great guy. Cool sweaters. He's a family man. It's so no, Mr. Rogers. A character, you idiot. Uh, listen to this. So there was a show before your time. It was called Dallas. And Dallas was a nighttime soap opera that was watched like on mash levels. White people loved Dallas. Shit, black people watched Dallas, and it was about oil tycoons in Texas and all that. And they had a character on there, Larry Hagman, who was a famous actor who was already on I Dream of Jeannie. Okay, so people knew who he was. He played JR. J.R. was the bad guy, the oil guy, and did what he wanted, cheat on his wife, and didn't give a shit. And JR, he was this. He was this. He stirred the drink of the show. You know what I mean? But it was a big show. And they talked about do you know how much fucking hate mail JR used to get pre internet, where you had to write a letter with a stamp on it and mail that bitch? It actually cost you money, not a lot of money. And you sat down and wrote, Dear JR, <laughs> to a fictional character Dear JR, I fucking hate you. I hate what you do. They should kill you or whatever the fuck they said. He would get barrels and barrels of hate mail which meant that people were watching so that's why they got the ratings put that in perspective that somebody took the time to write a letter to a fucking fictional character and then times
0: it by thousands put it in perspective that people are, want to shit on everything everybody ever creates and find an outlet to shit on everything everybody creates why are people
1: doing that in your opinion again not the what in my opinion, why, are, why people, are people doing that? I honestly thought this through because it's the second time you mentioned it.
0: Because the world think- throws us through a shit portal. The world wants to display what I call, what what. there's a theory called that no one ever wants to believe anymore, mean world syndrome. The whole idea, do you know anything about the actual term mean world syndrome? No. Okay, it's the idea that the mass media, everything from your phone, all any news, anchor, network, whatever you want to call it, is displaying... Bad stuff and corrupting the minds of everyone that's watching and making them hate to go outside, making them experience the world, seeing it as a corrupted bandage up hunk of shit, just solar, you know, someone shoving it in your face. And the whole right. idea is that's the truth. That's because there has always been crime. There has always been everything going on around us. But the news makes it so fucking apparent that it's happening. Hey, it in your face, you know. how many times you turn on the TV and it's first of all right in your morning. It's five o'clock in the morning. Let's say you're cracking up a nice coffee. You wake up, sit down, you know, you sit up go, I'm going to turn on the news, eat my little bowl of Frosted Flakes. And next thing you know, bam, six kids were shot today in a school shooting. Two fires burned down
1: and a cat right. lost his way. Well, you never want to like, watch local news. You just, yeah, absolutely. That's where you get to see the worst stories. The child molesters, the kidnappings, the dogs run over, the house on fire. You're absolutely right. The shootings, the robbed store, the liquor store, the all sorts of car accidents, decapitations, truck flipped over, fa- I never watched national, excuse me, I never watched local news. I haven't watched it in many, 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 many years, and I never liked it, and you're right. That was the harbinger of all harbingers of negativity and out-and-out terribleness.
0: With Mean World Syndrome, that's why the elderly people, if you go to ever go to an old retirement home, they have their channels locked on certain things and they're all focused on jeopardy and trivia type shows. Usually they're all pre like old styles type stuff with Drew Carey and stuff like that. And Bob Barker on there. Yeah. Well, the whole aspect is they have nothing to do. They have no way to get out of where they're at right now. So all they have to do is sit in their bed, basically wait for their death and watch TV all day. What they started finding out was elderly people started getting very, very, very scared of the outside world and started automatically determining what people were based on their appearance. And that is called mean world syndrome because the news was displaying, well, two black kids ran or whatever. And they used they outlined the color aspect. Race will never be eliminated. When we look at a census or type of thing. And it has the boxes you have to check to say white, black. Why why don't we check a box that says robot or not a robot? I prefer that being the only answer on a census test because we're all people. We all have thoughts and experience. And if you ask anybody about some government type secret type things that are going on around them. And if that scares them they're hell yeah, they're going to say yes, because they want, they don't know what's out there. They don't know what's truly being hidden from their eyes. You don't like secrets being told to you. You don't like secrets about you and the government's keeping the biggest secrets from you. And you're like, why are they doing that? You say, yes, they're protecting us though. That may be true, but if they let you dive into it, if you wanted to dive into it, they made it more open. If you're really open to go after it, then let those people go after and pursue. And if those people get fucked up thoughts or reality of what actually is true, that's not control.
1: You're right, and that's a utopian, idealistic idea. But that's just not control. And I feel like we we're agreeing you.
0: on a lot of the same stuff. But like, if I'm being wrong
1: or anything, you want to correct me? Go ahead, dude. Oh no, no, no. Yeah, I'm not saying you're wrong at all. Yeah, and I appreciate that. What I'm saying is, is it's a very idealistic attitude, and you're right, actually. Um, the problem is, is that when control is part of the game and you have a government that's telling you what to do and making laws so they can put you in jail or fine you or fuck you, right? That's what these things are. Breaking rules. Same way if you broke them in school, if you break them at the in your, your neighborhood, the HOA gets mad at you. Uh, if you're breaking them in your city, if you're breaking them at school, if you're bre- there's so many fucking rules. How many levels of control are there? Why don't you extrapolate like this? Get a, get a load of this. You have a federal government. You have a state government. You have a county government. You have a city government. Then the neighborhood you live in might have a government. Then you got rules at work. Think about how much fucking governed you are and controlled you are by. Oh, I just gave you seven fucking layers,
0: dude. I don't want control. I've gotten a. I've got a ticket for speeding, and I'm sitting there like, oh, well, I did break the law. And then as I'm driving away, I'm thinking, but law was created by some fucking dude, and I'm following that. Sure, and I'm like, wait a minute! I could have been the asshole that created the law that says if you don't wear a pasta strainer on top of your head, then you don't they fucking have those laws. Yeah, <laughs> yeah going right,
1: they have crazy laws. And wait, go research the crazy sex ones. There's places you're not allowed to have a three way. There's places where anal sex is technically breaking the law. Sodomy. No, no one's policing it. Doesn't mean you're not breaking the law. By the way, we have the same conundrum right now. Speaking of marijuana marijuana is gaining acceptance statewide federally it's still illegal they just don't go after it but they do it's just lax now but they do and even under obama he was cool about it but they did because there are people on a federal level that got fucked so another we're not really sure where it stands right now yeah give the states the right to decide they can legalize it whether it's medicinal only recreational as well you got all different rules in all different states Federally speaking, still 100% legal. Class one, it's in the same class as cocaine, just so you know.
0: Yeah, it's the same class as heroin. And I I think that? I think when you look at that and you look at the differences and side effects to it, and you're like, why is it like this? And you're like, oh, it's because the government can't control it. The fact that I can give you a pill that if I give you a pill or a doctor try to prescribe you a pill that said meth, you wouldn't take it because it's fucking meth. But the fact that all they got to do is fancy it up with a name, like my And next thing you know, you're right. taking that thing every single day, three times a day, just to be able to function in the world anymore. Have you noticed, have you ever been on medication, then hopped off the medication a little bit, you start to get your thoughts back. You're like, what the fuck was I taking in the first place? And why did I feel like I was on a fucking autopilot
1: for so long? Why are all the suicide medicines have a, side effect of suicide why is every <laughs> medicine ever the fact that a laxative what, causes, what about? yeah
0: the <laughs> fact that a laxative causes um, severe constipation can you believe that a laxative yeah. causes severe constipation right. so,
1: every yeah, that's the jokes on you public the jokes on you
0: they're, they're, you they're, understand that it's not yeah, even medicine. It's like this might work, it might not. I can't guarantee. So it's like, why are we well, so you, reliant on it? Why did people do these types of things religiously and focus on supplements religiously when it's, it's, it's all, it's not even a promise that it's
1: going to work? It's, it well, doesn't. brought up that other. Go ahead. go ahead. I was saying you were bringing up that other medicine just to, to just say like the bigger epidemic with mm-hmm. what we're talking about with opioids is opioids is just synthetic heroin. They, like you said, they, they took the chemical breakup of heroin and turned it into a pill. You by the way, that's why if you can't get the pills, everybody's on heroin now. So like you talked about, a lot of people, they're not on the pills no more. Good luck going to get a fucking finding an Oxycontin. You ain't finding an Oxycontin. And by the way, they were forced to then fuck with the little pill. You can't even break it down. You can't shoot it. You can't snort it. It melts itself down. They actually had to come up with a way that it had like a self-kill device inside of it. Imagine that. Imagine that, that we had such an epidemic that your car had to blow up on you so you didn't use it for bad because that's what that pill did. They all went to heroin and heroin was way cheaper. So that came, we have two problems. We have an opioid epidemic of the pills and the heroin. And like you said, on the East Coast, huge huge, huge. Heroin's everywhere but in that east coast it's a big 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 problem big big big, big
0: when you look it's at cheap. like i've podcasted with moms who have had kids that have lost. i mean hell dude one of my best friends in the world my practically my brother we lo- you know we lost uh his older brother to these types of addictions so that's the whole reason i got into chemical dependency but diving more into the realm of looking in Hearing these cases I was taking in school for chemical dependency, going to these meetings, talking to these people, I'm like, they're not fucking addicted people. They're fucking hurt people. They're using something to suppress a problem, dude. I guarantee you half of those people, yes, you have a monkey on your back that is never gone. It's what they always explain it as, those people that have it, you know what I mean? But they're fucking hurt. Why the hell wouldn't you drink if you were dealing with so much depression from what the world is around you today? Your life sucks. Absolutely. I can tell you right now, I've had the worst week of my entire life, but I'm still out there like, hey, you know what? It shit fucking happens. Yeah, I'm pissed off in the moment and I really want to scream and freak out. But then I stop. I'm like, why am I going to do this when in five years from now, it's not going to fucking matter? Nothing right. is like this is going to matter. The only thing that's going to matter is shit that's happening around us that is, we're not truly cognizant of.
1: I got a question for you. What for you is your overall goal? You're a young man. What do you want to do or be? What is your goal for you five years from now?
0: You're 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 on it is right it now. Doing what you're doing
1: right now. Is this something you're on it right huh?
0: now? You're on it right okay. now. It doesn't even have to I be see. In my podcast. I honestly just want to talk to people. I want to get, information i want to hear thoughts i want to hear experiences i found and i was lucky enough to see at the age of 21 years old that you know you're only limited i guess to what you know and other opinions of others so why don't you expand your knowledge and hear everybody's opinion everybody's thoughts i've talked to jehovah's witnesses i've went to my own courthouse and i have literally spent an hour and forty-five minutes talking to the people to try and get my ministers license under the Church of Bacon. Yes, I said the Church of Bacon. <laughs> so, I mean, it's all about you have to find. I and mean, that's a thing. You have to it find your in America, thoughts it? and experiences. Yeah, I have dived deep into the realm of parody religions. Hell, I even got one of my most famous doctrines from the Church of the, Big the Lebowski
1: term? parody religion. Yeah, that's yeah, what I'm it is.
0: The Church of Lebowski. No, dude, dude, is what it's called. It inspired okay. a fucking cult of people. And I look at this and I'm like, now is this ridiculous? And I found every single thing deep down into it. The idea of Pastafarianism where they worship a giant spaghetti monster instead of instead of instead of pass <laughs> instead, pas, instead of Passover. It's it's passed over like you were passed it's over passed at the over. dinner table. And instead of saying Amen at the end of your traditions, you say ra, you say um, instead of Amen, ramen. it's Ramen. Yeah. So you do it's stuff like that and i was like why the hell is i I was taking it as a joke i actually did this and narrowed it down to a 30-minute topic with some friends we were podcasting i was like dude this goes fucking deep like to the soul and he's like what do you mean i'm like is this
1: meant to make a mockery of religion on purpose or what's yes it was meant
0: to highlight the aspect that why are you teaching such hardcore religious views in a historic scenario when it comes to school basis a kid in school was like saw a Muslim girl get denied. So he wrote a 6,000-page essay to Harvard about a pasta firing as a monster, where the heaven is a beer volcano and it's filled with strippers. That is their heaven. Every single p- peri-religion, from the invisible pink unicorn to the transuniversal church of the zombie blissful ringing bell. Yes, that one's a mouthful. I probably got that name wrong, but it's, like a, it's in Russia.
1: It sounded good. It sounded like you flowed
0: right through it. They, have a tr- they even have a thing now in America. I think it's popular in Tennessee called the Church of Euthanasia, where they believe that you should just kill yourself. Their signs say, eat a fetus for Jesus. That is their sign. And the whole idea is, if you read onto their website, they're like, we don't want you to kill yourself. Actually, the whole idea is, we're hurting this earth. Um, and the only way to stop it is if everything from humankind is just off this earth. Because even if as much as you want to help it, is there's someone out there doing 10 times worse damage, you can do as much as you want. You can recycle as much as you want. But the amount that we're consuming and hurting everything around us is just different. Every twist anything that makes anything sound official and just convince people of it. I mean, I'm telling you, you give it a fancy fucking name, like pastafarianism, And then you yeah. say something like it's meant to outlaw that we shouldn't be teaching strict religions in schools. I'm game for it. I found that everything was fucking
1: like, but it, they're not, you do realize that religion has been pretty much completely outed out of schools uh and maybe even nowadays
0: yeah yeah, yeah nowadays, I mean, nowadays. nowadays now
1: they make sure that it does you don't even fucking sniff it if not it has to be muslim if anything so they're teaching kids the quran and different things like that and and, and just in in this and whole now being they don't even era. bring it up they don't even bring it up anymore in but sport. yeah religion you're not even allowed to have a fucking manger scene on your lawn so Honestly, like religion, i don't even remember the absolutely.
0: last class i had that had the pledge of allegiance in it
1: yeah they're, they're getting they got rid of that and by the way that's another real head scratcher like why did you a what's the whole thing of killing nationalism, killing Americanism and killing Christianity in the United States when that's what it was all kind of based on and built on. I mean, unfortunately everybody else that came over was after the fact and everyone that came over at first were Christians. Now they're not, but the original people that were coming over here were Christians. Let me also make a couple points about this country too, while we're talking about this, there's two things I get in a debates with people and that's about slavery. And it's about um, uh, the Indians and how we came and took this country. Let me make, some things a couple very clear to you because it's kind of been demonized and, and we've been lied to for many many years so here's one of the there's lies been more
0: white slaves than black slaves and they were all irish well,
1: that's number one they were called indentured servants so we used a different term but it was all the same shit but not just that here's the thing and by the way valid point thank you slavery exists all around the world i'm kind of just one part of the world right just one part of the world Slavery was everywhere of all kinds. The Jews were the Egyptian slaves. The Irish were slaves to people. The Italians were slaves. Everybody used who they could. The powerful. The meek, whoever the meek was. Okay. So it just so happened at this particular point, they go to Africa and these Africans who sold their own people. Unfortunately, I don't know how that gets lost on anybody, but you needed someone to round these folks up to sell them or trade them because they called it the slave. Trade. So somebody did that. By the way, they were African who did it. Now, that being said, they had nothing to trade. You see, we came with pelts and guns and knowledge and how to do this and how to do that. And we had a lot of shit we could trade. Right. And you know what they could trade people. They didn't have anything else. And that country, that continent to this point is still trying to grow and thrive. It's a lot of third world. So they're still competing on that global scale. All they could give was people. And unfortunately that's what they did. And that was the trade. So we brought those people here. Now the rest is history. You could talk about the mistreatment and all that. I'm not debating that, but what I am telling you is this was done as a trade with the blessings of African people that, basically rounded their own people up and, and traded them and sold them. And that's the shame of that. But it was going on all around the world and how dare anybody look at the United States as the one or only guilty party or white people are the only guilty party there's been slavery forever. There's still fucking slavery today. They call it sex slaves, whatever. It's still fucking real. So to just find this one part of the timeline and these one group of people and demonize them for it is horseshit. And that's something I learned that bothered me as I started getting knowledgeable. The second thing, and I'm going to shorten this, is the Indian Native American thing. Okay, this country was built on – I believe both of these things, by the way. I had to research to find out that they were lies. This country is built on blood. You took it from their land. Or this, okay, well, yes, partially true. Conquering was going on everywhere. Go spin a globe, my friend, and you'll see a French territory and a British territory and and, and a – um. Netherlands territory and all these different areas and China still owns Taiwan and they want Hong Kong. Okay. So you have all around the world, Russia had all these Republics that they own. That's conquering. I'm sorry, but that's how it went throughout time, right? That's just how time went. That's history. They conquered. And it just so happened. These white folks went to the wrong area because that's why it's called the Indies. They were looking for India. So these Italians and the Spaniards who were conquering at the time find this land. And guess what they found? You know where the word savages comes from, right? These were the savages. It ain't just motherfuckers in Chicago that are killing each other. That's the rap shit. That's drill rap. No, nah, we're, talking about, we're talking about Genghis Khan and that type of shit. All that shit. So your savages, well, that's, and that's the bloodline, by the way. It's an Asian bloodline. That's why, that's why coincidentally. Yeah, most of the people Native come Americans from Genghis like Khan. Mexicans who look like Alaskans. You ever notice it, that? It's an odd thing because they're all from the same lineage in a spec. But here's what happened. First of all, all those Indians were fighting with each other, killing each other. There was no love lost between tribes. That's number one, and people forget that. They were killing each other, stealing each other's women, raping each other's women. They had egos, they had pride, and they wanted to expand. That's how you showed power was by being in as many different places as possible, right? Yeah. Look at you got a skill there. And you were hypnotizing me, actually, even um that's the whole government ploy yeah like what is this this is like operation vape what the fuck is going on here (laughs) Uh, Vape circle that just fucking happened here by the way operation millennials did you ever see al roker when like al roker's on thing and then he just freezes like that on air for like 30 seconds and they said like his his programming went funny did you ever see that i've never seen that you know al roker is the fat weather guy yeah 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 Bro, when you get it, when we're done, you go to YouTube and just put in Al Roker freezes or Al Roker uh, clone or deep programming. And he's going to be talking like this. And and then somebody says something and he freezes like that on the air and he does it for 30, 40 seconds. And no one says anything. It wasn't a goof. It was weird as fuck. There's no reason for him to do it. It's definitely, you're going to love seeing it. But uh, anyways, back to the Indians. Look, we, we, we technology won there too. To put a bow on that little subject, unfortunately, technology we won. We had muskets.
0: Yeah, we, we developed muskets bows and, and gunfires.
1: Yeah, that's not bad. That's not and I'm them. sorry, dude. Guns beat, guns beat axes and guns beat bows and arrows. And that's warfare. And again, not about right or wrong, but conquering was going on everywhere. They already were fighting with each other, raping each other's women, and wanted to conquer because that, they're first of all, they're men. There's fucking pride and ego. I want your land. I want your land. So the white man comes and he could shoot motherfuckers. And unfortunately too, he tricked them because have you ever seen what we bought New York for from the Indians?
0: Yeah, they'd be a little bit pissed off here. We'll give you a little bit of money so you can buy a casino. And the whole idea, first of all, Christopher Columbus coming (laughs) over here to discover gold. You know how, how we found that they had gold here in the first place. Right. And that was all because the Indians traded with Southeast Asia to get gold and they had they traded some type of cloth or something where the japanese people and whatever south whatever part of asia that traded over huh. had silks and cloths they didn't have these types of things that the native american had so the native american right. traded these types of like rare gems and these types of things and different types of uh fabrics Offer so a little bit of gold. Christopher Columbus found this gold over here, and he was like, guys, there's gold over here. After, I think it was like a week or two, he discovered there's no fucking gold. He was like, well, I can't send a message to them telling them there's no gold, or I have no ride home. I have no way back to get back to where I'm from. So what happened was he lied and told everybody, the gold is here. He killed millions of Indians, bashed babies on rocks, all this shit the fucking history books don't tell you about the wonderfulness of america and how it's awesome and love to be here, land of opportunity they don't show that because it looks at history in a bad light and a history book is written by who the winner so when you look at anybody who's written by the winner russia has so much stuff they could come out everybody could come out and say something like this did you know this happened did you know this happened did you know this happened we're like why didn't we know about that it's not part of our history it's not a part of the winner's history. It's in part of what our our history is a blinded allegiance to something that is which I do love this country, but I think it's it's built on a shady, shady foundation.
1: I think. That is true, but I think that was going on in a lot of places where conquering was going on. And again, that's what the Spaniards and these people were doing. It doesn't necessarily make it right. I'm not saying it's a happy thing, but like you're right, there was an Attila the Hun, there was a Mao tongue, there was a Hitler, there was a, um, a, a, a Marx, there was a Lenin, there was a Trotsky, there was, I mean, like Julius Caesar. Like, Do you understand? Like, This isn't a new concept. That's what I'm trying to almost point out is you're right. It's not pretty. Definitely not pretty, but why is it held to a certain standard that nothing else is sort of held to? Yeah, man, you're right. It's a fucking violent world out there. Guess what? We're animals at the end of the day. Don't lose sight of that fact. One You're an animal.
0: Of my, one of my favorite quotes is from one of my games. It says war never changes. War doesn't change. It adapts to new situations. It adapts to new scenarios and it becomes more advanced. It becomes more able to compromise and more able to effectively uh, neutralize the enemy. War never changes. Everyone, humankind has a nature, a primal instinct for cap for conquering for just being the the most up top force throughout history we've been known as like, there's the alpha dogs, there's the, you know, all that shit. It's seen in nature today, it's seen in animals, it's seen all this, it's it's an animalistic instinct or primal instinct we all have. And the fact that we try and hide that under the carpet or do it in an effective way of killing people. Okay, neutralizing somebody with a bunch of uh, millions of people with a toxin or some type of terrorist event. It's that I just see as, no, that's war. That's what it always has been. They're putting a shady way and an easier way for you to deal with it by saying there was oh a slight toxin release and millions died in this chemical bomb. I'm like, that doesn't that doesn't draw from the the impact of what that was. That was terrible shit. That's no different from some dude going over grabbing you by the head and slamming your face on a rock. That's no different. No, that's pretty brutal. It's, it's I would say. I just think I I I hear you where we talk about capitalizing and all these types of things. But how do you think we can change from this? How do you think that you think mankind will ever be able to overcome
1: conquering? No. I think that this is why we see we're seeing AI because people think there's a better thing. I think there's a school of thought that man is flawed, and it brings up an interesting thing because Alex Jones is big about humanity and he talks about this, and he, he's, he's one of these big people. We are flawed, my friend. You see, every ism, everyocracy, every theory put on paper is really, really not so bad. Socialism on paper is not bad. Fuck communism on paper is not so bad. Democracy on paper is not bad. Capitalism on paper is not bad. But when man fucks it up and corrupts it with the seven deadly sins, whatever they are, your greed, your revenge, your power, your lust, all these things fuck it up. So all your isms and andocracies are now tarnished by man, by humanity, because we're flawed. And the Bible teaches you that as well. And it's really sad. I don't think there's a future for that. Because so the battle now is going to be, do we deal with the flawed humanity? Or do we let eventually AI not only come in, but possibly take over and do away with humanity? Who knows? You're already dealing with all the guilt of what you're doing to the planet, which they're lying to you about. Something's happening, but they're lying to you about how fast it's happening, and they're lying to you about what level it's happening. The people saying global warming
0: is not real, and considering it's been the hottest, basically, year and summer ever in the recorded
1: history, I think that... Yes, it's getting hotter. I don't think that it's going to lead to the catastrophic effects that it says in ten years. If that was true, why didn't you do something ten years ago, or twenty or thirty? I don't think it's 10. politicians. Well, if you look at uh, nobody's yeah. done anything forever. If you look hey, wait, at, let me just say this: what happened to the ozone layer? So that's not our problem anymore. You notice that? so you're a little young. The big thing was the aerosols and the ozone layer. Well, you say, we did something about that. I'm Dally- a little young,
0: but I'm aware of the ozone layer. Okay, the so whole factor behind that-
1: it why is that not a top it got eliminated when we realized never that mentioned anymore
0: it got eliminated when they realized the main factor of contribution to the ozone layer becoming bigger and more harmful was the fact that cows that whole manure process all that farting and all that shitting methane th-
1: is a bigger problem
0: than carbon let me tell you something the how whole about re- that they're not even being honest with you about that the whole reason that the Church of Euthanasia has anybody against them is because everybody's like, it doesn't matter if everybody died on this earth because cows are still producing more freaking whatever harmful gases than anything. Yes. I'm like that pasture you walk by, but you know, what's more important, a McDonald's cheeseburger and that cow that goes into that cheeseburger and that makes money, which makes a money well, system, which makes you forget about the huge money. With the, the global cattle and
1: beef industry is a huge money maker. And by the way, they are now coming out with the beyond burger and the impossible burger to satisfy people and say, okay, you want to get rid of cows? You want to get rid of that? And it's probably best that we do. So it's very interesting because now we're going to accept genetically modified hamburgers, when the whole anti GMO movement, it's really such a weird conundrum that's happening now. So it's okay to have a plant-based made out of the blood of the stem of the weird, this, this iron, they, they they manipulate like some iron thing out of it. I can't remember. It's called heme H E M E is the main ingredient of these phony burgers. And they're, they're selling like hotcakes. I mean, I don't know if you've ever had one, they are identical to meat, but so you're having meatless burgers now made out of plants but why are we okay with GMO burgers like that? I thought we were supposed to be against GMO. But I guess to save ourselves from the methane and the cows and all that, I'm we're against do GMO
0: that. when it comes to the concept of a never rotting tomato that they created that never mm-hmm. rots and it has no taste. Though I'm right. like, but doesn't that eliminate the whole experience of a taste of food? Like, why is it do you that care? I was like, we look at McDonald's or some type of fast food restaurant. Why do you feel like shit after you eat it? Uh, because I feel like they're doping you up in a way. Now imagine well, that. That's for sure. That's imagine a- that, but I paint a piece of shit that doesn't have any taste, and just paint it like a burger, flatten it out like a little patty, and give it to you. You're gonna eat it, why are you eating it? Oh, it's I just need something to sustain myself. When you start thinking of that and that easy shit, which I'm at fault of doing sometimes, sometimes you don't have time, you have to rush and hurry up and make something quick. But I haven't had fast food in years because I'm like, the whole process of eating is to sustain our body and nutrition-wise. Don't you want it to be delicious and an experience when you do it? i podcasted with chefs that put their life into their work when it comes to cooking. Now, if you talk to anybody, like I said, it's all about getting experience. You said you had one question for me about what I want to do in my life, at least for the next five years. It is, yeah, getting, your goal. It is getting better at talking to people when it comes to learning more because we are getting If you follow an all-right show, an all-left show, whatever you want to do, any type of network that goes all one side, you're not hearing the opposing factors. You're not hearing the other side's opinions. I don't think... That one side's right, one side's wrong. I don't think both sides are right. I don't see that at all. I say they're all have points. And I think I just have to listen to them and make my own justifications on bearing through all the horse shit. I need to understand with my own opinion. I can't give you any political thoughts because all my political thoughts are thoughts from other people. I have to give you what I have to see through by taking every little piece of evidence. And, and sadly, I'll never happen because there are so many people out there in the world, and I don't have all the time in the world. World to podcast, I will do six in a night. I will do it. Doesn't matter. I can never get it done. I can never talk to every single person, but I can talk to people like you. I can talk to other people that are doing inspiring things. I can do how amazing do
1: people things. That you talk to is it through Facebook? Like
0: like like how you? you I just started doing it through Facebook, but half the time I go to my just around my town, our local attractions, the boardwalk. It's literally like two and a half miles of just but like carnival games on this giant stretch of wood planks and everything. Where everybody just.
1: Oceanside is it?
0: Yeah. And mm-hmm. you, you just, you literally just walk around. If you look up ocean city, Maryland, look up the ocean boardwalk. city.
1: Yeah. 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 I have an ex-girlfriend that's over there
0: and I, I just walk around. I printed out 1,600 business cards, start handing them out to people. And I'm just like, you got an hour talk. Let's talk. Let's do a conversation. And people
1: are calling you randomly and saying, yes, I want to, I want to get on your, your cast and talk with you. I mean, you're getting that kind of response, huh? Yeah, it's...
0: That's I mean, awesome. It was definitely sketchy at first. I probably was like, hey, I was handing them out a little bit, like a handful at a time, like, yeah, hey, whatever. But then I remember specifically there was this guy, a lot of, we get a lot of like people trying to sell shit on the boardwalk. Well, a dude right. walked up to me. He was a Chinese guy, just in a monk outfit. Probably wasn't even a monk, wasn't anything like that. He, he, <laughs> he, he acted like he didn't speak English. And he put, he goes peace and love and puts a wristband on my wrist, the little beaded thing he made. And I'm like, well, thank you so much, man. I appreciate that. You know, I have this podcast to give my card and everything. He goes, donation. I'm like, I don't wow. have any money, man. He goes, oh, and then takes it off my arm. I'm like, you fucking asshole. Wow, man. I'm like, I'm about the podcast. You know, so sweet he was he? Find out why you're a douchebag. And then he did it to someone else walking down a thing. And the one guy was like, nah, man. And he walked away. And I was like, dude, I was like, he fucking got me too. He took that shit away from me. As soon as I said, I didn't have any money to give, man. And he I goes, was,
1: <laughs> I just, you reminded me of, I was on a subway going to work in New York. I was probably your age somewhere, 1920, whatever. And somebody that was pretending to be blind was handing out little cards about Braille and sign language or whatever, with like a little sign language kit, and on it, it basically wanted a tip for them giving it to you. And I, she kind of, they just threw it in your lap, even if you didn't take it. They placed it on everybody, and then they would come back around to collect them back if you didn't give them money. And uh, I, I don't know why I, I said something to the lady like, "I don't want this," or, or, or something to that effect. And she was supposed to be. Oh, she was supposed to be deaf. That's what it was. Yeah, sign language. She was deaf. Okay, not blind. And her back was to me, and she's giving the things. And I said something like, I don't want this. And she turned around and took it from me. And I'm like, wait a minute. You are supposed to be fucking deaf. How did you hear me? How did you hear me tell you I didn't want the card? Why but did she, that like,
0: blind guy catch that tennis ball I threw at him?
1: <laughs> he fucking
0: heard it. That's why. You
1: never seen the movie Airplane?
0: Yeah, I've seen you, the movie you,
1: you, you reminded me of that part. And he's like, this is a flower from the church religious consciousness and he like punches the guy in the face like (laughs) they were moonies so back in the day they it was like almost maybe like Hindus or Buddhists or whatever. And, and they had these little hair things at the top that would hang down, kind of like a man bun that you see now, whatever. But like their whole head was shaved except the man bun. And uh, there was those were characters in the movie. And it just, it just reminded me what you're saying. Like the- Hashtag Jason Momoa, that beautiful man that rocks the man bun. Jason Momoa. Jason Momoa, somebody pitched that they want to make a twins reboot with Jason Momoa and Peter Dinklage. As the Arnold Schwarzenegger, Danny DeVito tandem, how about that? I just saw that actually because
0: um, t- Peter uh, today is Jason Momoa's birthday, and Peter uh, Dinklage put up a post for him said Happy birthday. And actually, what I would think is weird is that Jason Momoa got all that freaking outcry of all those people bitching at him about having a dad bod because he was on vacation and he was experiencing. He was like, I was drinking beer and I was eating cake with my with my birthday uh and all experiencing this whole weekend with my family i didn't think i had to keep a six-pack the whole time sorry how about and that he, he owes like, that explanation anybody he literally outlies everything to everyone telling everybody you know all this is contour this is all like me starving myself getting myself into a position and getting myself into this scenario to play this role but i don't keep that body all year round i'm not freaking rip jason momoa all the fucking time but people see the dad bod and everyone's like oh he went out of shape he's lost his career he's also this stuff like of you like, said it
1: goes back to your mean situation find a way to knock down the guy we love the guy he, he the they the evidence was in the fucking aquaman did so much money and this and that and then you just want to tear the guy down the moment you don't see his perfect perfect ripped body uh very sad we're very sad uh build him up to tear him down man build him why, up to turn why do you
0: love bad. people in your in their prime but don't love them in their fucking climb to get there
1: and why are you looking for any way to, to like, so you can't really insult this guy any other way. You can't insult his money. You can't insult his looks. You can't insult the pussy he's got. You can't insult that he's a good father or whatever, all these things. What can you knock him on? Oh, his body didn't look good for the paparazzi at that one weekend or whatever. I mean, that's so fucking nuts.
0: Yeah. Try and then, making your photo look good you know, without Instagram.
1: Yeah. It's just, and the fact that he has to owe someone an explanation for that. How about that? Like, he shouldn't have even gone on the air at all. And how about just a fuck you on your Instagram page, which he can't do because you got to appease all the people. But imagine he has to explain this to anybody. How about that? Like, is that where we're at? That you have to tell your public why you don't look ripped? Oh, by the way, all in the era of body shaming. So, like, again, it makes no sense. So you can't slut shame. You can't fat shame. You can't body shame. You can't donut shame. You can't pastafarian shame. But Jason Momoa can get knocked for dad bod, which, by the way, is now a new term that didn't exist 20 years ago. Dad oh. bod. Fuck wow. us, man. We're so fucked. Do you think, do you think that, though? Do you think
0: that, that we're at a point where we can't turn back? Do you think we can't turn the tides?
1: I think that this political climate shows it as well. I think when now everyone's a racist or a Nazi. Again, I come from Jewish blood, man. Do you understand what the Nazi? if you believe in the Holocaust, I guess some people don't. But I mean, do you understand what the Nazis accomplished, and they didn't just kill Jews. Let's keep this under perspective. They killed 20 million people. Six million of them they put at the a number were Jews. 14 million was everyone else. So Dude. they were killing a whole lot of people. Every single
0: government program I probably looked up, I've died. The there's Germans. probably fifty thousand more German ones of the same sort. We adopted project.
1: all their shit, guy. Don't you understand? NASA is Werner von Braun. That's yeah. Whole, that's that's the
0: whole that's the whole Operation Paperclip. The fact that we exactly. took everything I mean, that goes on, into folks. our thing, man.
1: Well, you know why that is? They were brilliant. And they had a lot of scientists and they put an emphasis on science. Well, the whole but fact we evil. even
0: the whole fact we even decided to chase down Hitler in World War Two was because we found out that he was creating a nuclear bomb or a bio, a biochemical weapon that housed the black yeah, like an plague. Right. The oh, fucking right. black plague dude as soon wow. as we heard that the government was like we're starting this shit and we're going in there yeah, He's that's running what's up. happening
1: by the way and- he was once times man of the year do you understand that this guy before he became a maniac was a highly revered politician that promised the German people prominence and delivered it it took him delivering on one to capture the army to accomplish his second goal he was, he was a, a very great character. public speaker Oh my, the best maybe ever. Who do you see commandeer people like he did and had that shit on lockdown? You talk about goose stepping. I mean, these people had their march down. They had the kids infected with the idea. They freaking
0: eliminated Jesus Christ out of Christmas.
1: How about that? And Christmas did, you know, in
0: Nazi funny. Germany from 1943 the, to 1945, there were two, it was actually two, <laughs> almost three years where they took Christ out of Christmas. The
1: only thing they could not kill was Santa Claus. There you go. And because that was, I guess they don't need some other deity in the way of, of, of Hitler who probably looked at himself as godlike. You also know that the interesting also thing about Hitler was he was extremely paranoid and he was very into the occult. You know that, right? Yeah. Like this guy believed in the alien shit, and he was on a whole other level. That's also why their science is on the level that it is, because they were believers in a lot of shit. Yeah, we put all those scientists to work. I got a movie to recommend for you that's incredible, an incredible movie, and I can't remember if it's based on a story, but have you seen Apt Pupil? No. Okay, so Apt Pupil is basically, I think it's Brad Renfro in it. I'm not I'm sure. Right now. Okay, yeah, yeah, IMDb at Pupil. Long story short, it's a story about a young boy who befriends a Nazi. It's just some old man living in his building. And he likes the old man. He doesn't have any friends to play with, whatever. He visits the old man. He keeps talking to the old man. And then he sees the old man one day in the room wearing his fucking Nazi regalia. Oh, shit. I've heard of this movie. I've never seen it. Feeling it. Oh, it's so great. And he's feeling it. And the kid likes the guy. And it's like this juxtaposition of like, is he a bad guy? Is he not? He was a Nazi. He's not anymore. But he starts telling the kid about the stuff. And it's getting in his blood again. And I'm not going to go out from that, but uh, half fucking, the fucking good, man.
0: Even though half of the fucking Nazis have come out saying that they were, they were basically scared for their lives as well. And so many of these government projects they were talking about, you have to look at both sides of the thing. They had sure. a blind allegiance to a, someone that they didn't know because he was such a good speaker. He was such a good political force that got people motivated, a whole boost of morale. And you had the Absolutely. people that were doing shit that were trying to get out of it. And, you know, the Nuremberg trials, all those, all those scientists that got put on trial, there was actually a lot of them that weren't condemned. And the whole aspect was that, you know, they gave us their research, so we let them off the hook for their hard crimes. But a lot of them were like, my family members, I felt in de- like I had to protect them because I felt in danger. I think that's legit. Yeah. And it's the whole, I want you to look up something real quick. Check up, on, when you do get time, Operation Cherry Blossoms at Night okay unit 731 was the worst worst of they were 10 times worse than the nazis 10 times they used to do types of experiments where they would test uh, frostbite they would dip people's body parts you ever seen the movie snowpiercer where they stick the dude's arm out the window and it's uh-huh. so freezing cold temperatures outside that it gets hypothermia and sure. frostbite and like not even under a minute they bring it back in and they hit it with a fucking hammer and it shatters in the glass and he's got no yeah. fucking arm they that yeah. was real shit that they did unit 731 used to do vivisections where they cut you from the bottom up while you were alive and in time and see how long you would just sit there in agony and pain they would also try They would cut off your left arm and sew it onto your right arm without giving you any anesthetics or anything to kind of keep that done. And they would just time it and see how long it would
1: go. They would do some freak shit. And we're, we're we're thinking that these people that like, we're not getting spied on and all this shit. Do you understand the evil you're explaining? I mean, you know, yeah, there's a Jeffrey Dahmer. Yeah. There's a Ted Bundy. Listen to what you're just explaining that the, the, the heinousness and the, like you said, treating people like an experiment, is on some fucking shit. Even man. though like centipede evils, shit. evils
0: around us, you don't even have to look hard for it. It's fucking out there. You just gotta fucking take a second and then bam, or you got all the information. Exists. Yeah. Now Operations Cherry Blossoms at Night was directed by Hiroishi. Okay. This guy ran the whole unit 731 program. Or is Unit 731 or Unit 734? I think it's Unit 731. Oh, but um he operation Cherry Blossoms at Night was 1945, when we bombed Hiroshima, Hiroshima, Nagasaki, all that shit, when all wow. that shit ended Pearl Harbor, they had a planned attack six months before that all happened. It was supposed to be a month after we bombed them, a right. submarine with three or was it three to six bombs that were hooked to these little like aircraft, uh, little, I guess, uh, drones or whatever. Um, whatever you want to, whatever the technology was back then, that were filled with 150 million ticks each ticks, oh fleas, all these little types of insects that were filled with the bubonic plague. And it was supposed to hit the, core, the coast of San Diego. If that would have hit, we'd all be living in a fucking desolate wasteland, or we would all be Japanese right now. They would have won the war because America would have perished. Um, you know how hard it is to kill one flea.
1: No, now, you're absolutely right. That that's like some crazy warfare shit. Right, they here. had
0: it all planned. And, and planes are tough. After we bombed them, and we had the trials and everything, Nuremberg trials, and then we did also a separate thing for Unit 731 and the people that were exposed with that. They right. were like, "Wait a fucking minute! What is this plane?" That has this or this submarine that has these planes inside of it, these little drone carrier aircraft things. And like, oh, that was this planned attack called Operations uh, Cherry Blossoms at Night. They read into it. They're like, you would have fucked us. You would have won. And they were like, yeah, well, the whole idea is Operation Paperclip where we split up the Nazi scientists. Well, Mm -hmm. guess what? We picked all the one, the whole reason they called it Operation Paperclip was because they had files clipped to them that had the, what the work they were doing and the research they were doing. Well, listen to this. Space, all that type of shit, America picked up all those scientists which helped us win the space race. But when it comes to Russia, They picked up all the biological type shit, all that warfare type stuff, dealing with the platonic plague and shit. And then the the Japanese that got a little tiny sliver of the action because they didn't have that much of an impact when it came to helping America, England, and all these other places. They picked up. Chemical scientists, the guys that fueled their chemical engineering program. Now everybody's kind of at the same level when it comes to technology and war because we're all that information the Nazis had is is old now. It's old shit. We're way past that now. But back then, that gave everybody a 10 year advancement in a different category when it comes to biological, chemical, or even space technology. It gave everybody a little 10 year gap between each other where it was like, all right, I'm going to fuck ahead of you in the space program, bro. So now and get my guys to the moon now right. do i think we landed on the moon when it happened no that's probably it for another podcast right but what i'm saying is there's evil lurking in the in in the shadows and those shadows tend to be all around us and all you have to do is take five seconds to look into it and you will find some shit but i think too many people get scared at the fact that they can't afford their starbucks frappuccino Which seems like bigger worry than what's happening in in Africa or some other shit like that. The government's trying to keep from you, or really not even keep from you. Just make something else a major priority. The fact that it's eight dollars to get a salad at McDonald's. Are you fucking shitting me? (laughs) Right. Well, man, I mean That's funny, man. It's good stuff i know i know we we kept saying during the podcast look you're a younger generation i'm like but dude i am pretty fucking open for my information basis man i know so many kids that won't even like want to even get into any government shit about it because they're like how do you know all this stuff i'm like it's fucking
1: there man how do you not want to know about our history the fact you have to understand all the knowledge is there you have to have a thirst for it you have to want to acquire it Ah, uh, there was a rapper named Razkaz that had a really good line on in a song called Soul on Ice. He was a West Coast rapper, but he was really smart, not a weed guy or anything like that. But, and he had a line. He says the um, I had to go. He said uh, the knowledge, the the knowledge of your wisdom is the circumference of your activity, or something like that. And it was really like profound. And I'm probably butchering it. You got to just look for the song Soul on Ice. It's really good, but he it was such a good point is. You only know what you choose to want to know. And even if you're a young man like yourself and you're ahead of your time and your quest for knowledge, your thirst to meet people and talk to people and have conversations where you don't know where they're going to lead to. You don't know where they're going to go. These people are essentially strangers to you. I imagine 90 percent of the people or 80 percent of who you talk to and um, that you just have that in you that you want to. Uh, explore so that in and of itself is a victory and sets you apart from others. Um, I don't know how much video game playing you do, or the, where if you immerse yourself in some other worlds. But I would say probably not too much. If this is something that's of an interest to you, because this is real interaction. This is humanity. This is you know humans sharing ideas and sharing opinions and learning from each other. And you're right. There's nothing wrong with that. I could see that your attitude, which you even when you talked about color and why can't we just all be, you know, tolerant and accepting of of this or whatever. You're right. In a perfect world, it would be that way. Unfortunately, we, we are tribalistic. And in America, especially, we like to group by easy categories. Indians are red. Chinese and Asians are yellow. We have black people. We have white people. We have brown people. Uh, we have old people, we have young people, we have fat people, we have tall people. We like to classify. We were doing hashtags before there were hashtags. We love putting people into groups again, because it's about judgments. Now, if you want to go down your own personal rabbit hole about judgments and how to try to be free of judging people and worrying about people judging you, that's a whole another self-building thing, but it's all based on judgment and classification. And why do we do that? I think- it goes back to your main factor We want to make ourselves feel better Even if it's at the expense of others Because sometimes you can't make yourself feel better Based on your own merits Or your own accomplishments Or your own achievements So where do you, how do you then next do that? You do it at the expense of others Pretty sad Humanity is very flawed it's, we, we created the greatest things in the world And like you said We're the same people that'll send a giant bomb full of ticks at you Shit man It's humanity
0: I think in a world of darkness, there's got to be a little bit of light. And I think I it's really just, honestly, Where? it's, it's gotta be, it's somewhere out there and I'm, you know, I'll, I'll go and search the ends of the earth just to try and find it.
1: There's nothing wrong with trying to find that. I agree. And I'm not saying be a pessimist. I'm saying as someone who has 20 years of experience just on planet earth over you, what I've seen. And I, I feel like it's a progression of, it's dark out there, man. It's dark out there like Jeffrey Epstein and what's going to be uncovered with this if they really want to uncover it. It's dark out there. There's people doing bad shit. I always tell people, like, where do you think all these kidnapped kids wind up, man? It's a bad fate. They're so, do you know how easy it is to kidnap a kid? I mean, what are we out of our... We live in a free society. Do you know dude, how dude, I easy wouldn't even say to say it's to easy to kidnap that? Kid?
0: kid, man, dude, I'd fucking hop in a van if he offered me a bag of fucking Snickers or something. Look shit.
1: how easy to... Exactly, or help me find my dog or my cat. The kids are innocent. They're going to help Oh, you. shit, your dog's
0: missing? All right, what's his name? Stevie? Yeah, Stevie! Yeah. yeah. I got a $5 bill for you if you can help me
1: find scraps. Five bucks? So, Hell yeah, man. That's better than I'm making a week. It's scary. So, kids meet bad fates. That's just... In fact, um, what that fate is, I think it, there's a, a myriad of different things that happen. I think some kids are used sexually. I think some kids are murdered. I think some kids are forever in a basement and they're handcuffed there for 20 years. I think some kids are, are used for labor. They're not molested or not whatever, but they work them. They fucking make them into slaves. Or I think a whole bunch of things happen. I think sometimes it's sold to just a family that wants to adopt a kid and they, they're going to do it illegally and they just keep the kid and no one's the wiser or whatever so i think there's all different fates that happen but what i'm saying is it's evil when you see all those missing kids and no one finds them and no one's trying or our whole foster system that's full of children and no one gives a fuck about it's a human humane society our entire foster system is just a human humane society of people and they're just not euthanized but they're forgotten and by the way they are molested a lot because nobody's checking on those kids. So they are abusing that system. It's so fucking terrible. So it's just.
0: When you, you know, stop looking at people as human beings or same thing as yourself, if you stop looking at them like maybe you like how you look in the mirror, if you just start to look at them like they're just another nameless face, you lose the true aspect of what makes people great. And that's the objective caring. And in a world, we're losing that and i think that's yeah. that's what sucks and it, you know what it highlights i really want to thank you for being on my podcast josh cuz yes sir you've not only help me understand a little bit of you know what your thoughts are on this world but you've been opened and you know you've made a this was an awesome conversation dude we're running on almost two hours now and i'm like it's it's when when two people can get so passionate and get so into something and have just a good conversation that really doesn't happen anymore i mean the fact family dinners are being eliminated those aren't even a thing anymore you know it's attention span it's becoming shorter and shorter and sooner and sooner sooner we're gonna have to find uh something to keep us occupied it's and i nice think that
1: we were able to use technology to have a two-hour conversation with someone i've never met share ideas learn a young man's ideas um when in fact this is also the whole problem like you said we're looking down at everything we don't there's no human communication anymore no touching No meeting people like that but we were able to kind of buck the trend and do that in a way the best way we could not being together but using technology which is sort of the problem which what you're talking about to bridge a gap to use it for positive instead of that when you're in a restaurant and you look at a group of four at the restaurant and everybody's looking down their phones and nobody talks the whole time and then they eat and they just go back to their thing and that's it that's fucking nuts man where people are very addicted your generation more so than any other i love my phone i got a galaxy note nine high-end phone you know what i mean i've always had i've had the t-mobile android fucking g1 i literally had the first smartphone ever non-apple so i'm i'm not guilt or innocent of having technology and all that shit. But I've never been addicted to a level like my daughter and what I've seen your generation, because I knew what it was like to not have it. And I kind of know what it's like to, one of the things maybe I can leave you on is I'm kind of blessed in a way because I watched technology through really zoom the platform we're using during my lifetime, which was child. Born in the 70s, child of the 80s. I literally watched video games get invented and then turned from Pong to the stand-up video game to the Pac-Man to the Astroids to the Space Invaders to the home video gaming. I watched the entire evolution of video games. I watched the entire evolution of TV other than black and white. I was there when there were three channels. You had, think about that, your input, your stimulus was down to three channels and it went off the air at night. That was it. No, 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 imagine this. This was the scope of your information three channels and you had to click 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 before cable came i grew up in that then into cable then into the vcr then to the dvd then to um you know uh streaming where we are now i watched that evolution the evolution of the phone i was i was in a house where we had a rotary phone and number nine was that long run no one wanted to do it i was alive when you had to pay for long distance imagine that that Somebody was like, who are you talking to? I'm talking to Cousin Scott. Whoa, whoa, whoa hang that up. That's a dollar a minute. Hang that up. Hang that up. I come from that. You know what I mean? So where you paid for phone calls and the and the thought of a video FaceTime was non-existent. So I watched the evolution of the phone, then go to the the cordless phone, to the the car phone, to the way. And 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 then now the internet and just computers where you, a computer was good for games and you could do a report on one, but it was never a portal to all this fucking information. On what we have now, whatever. So I've been very blessed because I did without it, and then now I'm doing with it to go through this technological. It's different for you because you were born into a lot of it, is what I'm saying. Doesn't make you bad. You had no choice when you were born. It was what it was. But you have a different scope, and you will have a continuously different scope when I'm dead, and you will be alive when the shit's really technologically advanced, and I won't even know from what you're going through. The same way you didn't know what I went through before. You know what I'm saying? But I come from an interesting era where I saw all the technological advancing. I mean, I I, I I spent
0: most of my time hanging out with my grandparents, being raised by them, and then also having their influence. Where my great grandfather was and grew up in the 1920s, he dealt with that mm-hmm. depression. And I saw him suck down a chicken bone and basically eat part of the bone. And wow. it's kind of if you ever see me eat chicken, that's kind of what I do too. I basically suck on the bone and get every last bit of it, even if you eat yeah. some of the bone. He taught me it's a he, poverty mentality. I asked him that. I asked him, why did you start doing this, and you know he used to say clean plate club. So I'd sit there after drinking three things of chocolate milk not one to eat my vegetables not one to eat anything because I was full of chocolate milk he goes you're gonna sit there I would sit there and so the next day if it had to be he'd wake up going into work big alright so I should play in the fridge you'll have it later Maybe. for dinner but he used to tell me he goes you don't understand why I do it I don't do it because I have to it's an instinct I grew up and I had a time where I didn't have food right. you enjoy that shit now and I said "Damn." Thanks man. And I still carry his life on in my car that I have that I deal with so many problems with, but I'm willing to keep it around because it's that connection. It's that bond. Every time I sit in that thing, I remember all the days he used to pull my ass out when I was 14 years old out of the freaking room because I didn't want to get out of there. I just wanted to sit inside, play video games all day, cut Mm -hmm. the grass. Do this, do that, do this, do that. Come on, we're gonna go pull some weeds, we're gonna cut some branches, we're gonna do this stuff. You know, it turned me into a worker, it turned me into someone that has calluses on their hands. That when I go shake somebody's hands, like, wow, it feels like sandpaper, it's so hard. I'm like, it's called working. Okay, (laughs) my great grandfather told me if you're gonna be good at anything, you put 100% into that. You make sure that everything you do gets folded into that. He said, you're gonna be a voice for people, you're gonna stick up for other people, then make sure you do it correctly. Make sure you're not listening to the dark side of you that goes over that and says like oh fuck this guy don't do that because you don't understand what that person's going through you keep he said you keep your mouth shut you get your work done and then you talk later and i said yes sir and next thing i know i'm turning into this person where i see older people complimenting me i never thought you'd hold the door open for me sonny you look like such a stoner why are you judging me like that, man? I'm just like you, but yeah. I'm willing to help you out. Exactly.
1: They the people, yeah. But you but you know why they're doing that, my friend? Because if I looked at you, I would assume that out of a hundred of you, 90 of them don't hold the door. And guess what? 90 of them don't. And that's what separates you. And you should be proud of that. Instead of worrying, well, why do you see me this way? There's a reason why they see you that way. Because 90 of you don't hold that fucking door.
0: Yeah. Well, I like being the minority. I mean, I'm all—I'm the only white person on all Mexican housekeeping staff. So, I mean, I'm—I'm <laughs> I'm used to—I'm used to being the outlier, and honestly, that's what I like. There you go. Because it humbles you, absolutely.
1: Well, well, I mean, are you open to having somebody on more than once, or is it only a one-time? Damn thing? right,
0: dude! I'd love to have you back on again, dude. Hell, I'd no, even like to hop on your show, man. I doubt you'd want me to get on into politics, because I don't know too much. But I'd love having a it discussion have to be about well, people. What I
1: could do, we could do one of these as well again, and uh, and put it under my banner, my show. I don't do remotes like this. It's like kind of what I've been doing is in a live studio with a live person. Um, So it's kind of a whole different format. This is actually the first why I was excited about taking your opportunity as well. And I didn't, you know, renege on you was that I have this is my first opportunity in doing this. So I appreciate that for whatever was you read my little story. And I think what we can talk about the next time is um, touch on how you found me and what, what it was because I'd like to get out and and rightfully should be. And the only reason I wasn't uh, was because my boss, and there's a long story here. He was my best friend. He sent me home for two weeks and then the raid happened while I was back here in Florida. And they went away for three, almost three years in a pandemic prison innocently. Um, If you check out operation Odessa on Showtime, I actually it's a Russian mobster is in that movie. It's a documentary and I actually worked for that gentleman in Panama on the strip club business It actually was a brothel wasn't even just a strip club Uh, Panama is much like Las Vegas. So it's legal uh, gambling legal prostitution. It's it's a party town and uh, I actually worked in one of these places and um, so it's a fascinating story It's a fascinating story and I'm very blessed to just be here I have a, a, a certain thing with God now because I could very well have been in there and I not only I'd either be dead or I'm still in there I didn't have the money or the power that they had they got out but they had it, it took a long long time and a lot of money and a lot of influence to get out and I didn't have that
0: well, I've I've gotten into arguments with Jehovah's Witnesses. I've also I've also talked to people who have had experience with God and a recognition, whether it was drug related or not. And let me tell you, I don't judge anybody on what they believe in. It might be for me, and I might not be. The same reason I'm not going to put on a pair of socks that don't fit me because they're not for me. They're not fit for me. So if it's fit for somebody else, I'm not going to knock them for that. And right. the fact that you're able to still you're. Came on my podcast, you were able to talk to me, taking a p- couple hours out of your day and just being able to do sure. that. And I appreciate it so much. And I want to give you a little spot here just to be able to plug your information. People can find you at what you do.
1: Sure. I appreciate that. So um I have an Instagram and I have a Twitter. They're both Mr. Josh W and it's spelled out M-I-S-T-E-R Josh W. It's very simple. Both of those are the same. Um my YouTube channel is fairly new, but if you just Put in the Mister Josh podcast. You'll find my YouTube channel and some videos, and I have some stuff on there that I'm growing out. And I have a podcast, and it's the Mister Josh podcast. um And I after I, I bought the dot .com, so it'll take you to my Buzzsprout. But you can find it on iTunes, you can find it on Spotify, you can find it on um, Google Play. Basically, uh, podcast, any platform whatever, out there.
0: my Heart Radio. Say again. So basically, any platform out there.
1: Absolutely. All the biggest platforms. And then I also host uh, a co-host of Ruthless Politics, also RuthlessPolitics.com. And uh, again, you can listen to that on all the platforms. So that's pretty much what I have going on. I'm new to this. I think you have more experienced than I do. So I tip my hat to you because I salute that you're doing this like I am. And that means you're proactive and you're serious about what you're doing. This is a skill and a craft and you have to put time into this and effort and all this. And it's like a job. Yeah, this is work. And, um, so I, I commend you and I would definitely like the chance to come on and talk about anything, but, uh, at the very least, I'd like to share with you some really really interesting stories about living overseas for the short time and then being i was a dj and a manager in the strip club business for about seven years in a very interesting club and a lot of stories a lot of stories
0: right on man well i appreciate you being on this episode out of the blank and i hope to have you on again soon i appreciate it brother thank you